Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Three Pointer Podcast. I'm Brent Clemmer, your host, and with me, as always, Luke Erickson and Brennan Beck. Today, we got a very special guest coming in. Uh, his name's Colby Nichols, played college basketball, great guy. Uh, I know him through Call of Duty, so I mean, you know that he's on our level when it comes to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we met him on an online world. video game, so so that, that just tells you. That's a quick intro on him. Um, <laughs> so we'll get right into the interview after our uh, little pre-show. Beck, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not so much, man. This is actually our first guest interview. Uh, so really excited for that. And uh, Luke left some beer at my house last weekend. So I'm all set. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. And Pooks, what's going on, brother? Oh, not too much. Uh, I'm excited to have Colby here. He's excited to have our first guest host and not excited that Beck's drinking my beers. Tastes great, man. Tastes great. Yeah, too bad you're buying me new ones. <laughs> All righty. So we will bring Colby in in just a second. Um, he's just joining up now. So, and after the interview, we do have finals talk, uh, finals recap. Yeah. Go, Bucks, yeah. go. And Justin's not uh, even here. So it's Justin's just going to be yet. a Luke and Beck no. slay Clem fest. What do you mean? I, I wanted the Bucks to win. At well, the end. well, yeah. Okay, at the you, end. Were, you were there. You were there. All right. So the struggle. A certain, the a certain first round, <laughs> a certain first round prediction is definitely going to be. Okay, out. okay, that's fine. <laughs> fine. All right. In saying that, we'll bring Colby in right now. Colby, what's going on, there man? He is. Oh, I'm just chilling, man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I, I lagged out there for a second before you added me in. Uh, it's usually my excuse on COD. Now you know it's uh, it's the truth. I really do lag. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Excuses, uh, excuses. Yeah, oh, there we go. Set, set the standard. So we'll start it up with uh, just quick couple quick questions. And uh, before we do that, just uh, give us a quick introduction where you played. Um, high school college yeah yeah so i'm from a small town of odessa missouri in kind of the middle of nowhere uh played on a u team was lucky enough to play with an nba player now landry shamit uh, he's on the brooklyn nets doing pretty well um so i had a lot of high level college coaches come watch him and also me play you know and uh we're playing a tournament in chicago a, a school in kansas named called benedictine actually saw me up there and uh, started talking to them they came and watched a few high school games and then ended up offering me a full ride scholarship so Took that, went there, played there for five years, redshirted my first year, then started three of my three of my four years eligibility there. So had a pretty successful career, won a lot of games, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's uh that's really interesting. So, so basically what Colby's saying is that he's more qualified to talk about basketball than any of any us. Of us. <laughs> any of us. Any of us. He's and played more high level basketball than yeah. any of us. Fair enough. Yeah. And I'm retired now. I'm a, I'm a rec league all star now. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, so you are still playing rec league at least. Yeah. I play a few men's leagues here and there. Nothing serious. Uh, yeah. I just kind of whenever I can, I'm busy now. I'm a working man, <laughs> but, you're, but you're definitely a big deal in the rec leagues, right? Like you roll oh, in yeah. with all oh, your yeah. old, you, all your old college gear on. Oh, and yeah. like, oh, there's in, Colby. 
Yeah, I roll in and uh, the guy's like, oh, shit, like, you know, he's here to play today. Oh, <laughs> shit, like, here comes Colby. Yeah, they do the double take, fucking Paul's uh, life, walking in with the cameras behind him. Oh, yeah, this guy's going oh, for you, 60 days. So you dress up for rec league, don't you? You pull, like, Devin, some Devin Booker shit into rec league, don't uh, you? No, no, every once in a while I'll whip out a headband or something just to be like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a real asshole, you know? <laughs> Fair enough, nobody can blame you there. <laughs> so, uh... You you played small forward, correct? Uh yeah, more of a three guard. So uh kind of combo. Kind of depend on who was guarding me. If I if I had a smaller guy, I would go post him up. If I got a bigger guy matched up on me, I would take it to the outside. It's kinda kinda hit and miss. Uh always use a lot of times had to guard uh, their most athletic player. I don't look very athletic, but I was I was decently athletic on our team and uh that always kinda sucked because <laughs> I was always in these physical matchups just getting pushed around. Fair enough. How tall were you in in college? Uh six four. Okay, so you weren't taking like small dudes. You were probably no, like, no, yeah. And these dudes were all six six, like super athletic. Yeah. And... Did you spend any time in the paint, like on defense? Rather, did you spend any time in the paint? Yeah, there was a couple teams where they would have like an athletic four man who was a decent amount bigger than me, but our four was a little bit slower. So like I'd have yeah. to guard him, and I was like, man, I don't want to do that. But and he'd just be <laughs> slash. He just be trying to slash the shit out of you the whole game. Yeah, yeah, and be trying to post me up. And I was yeah, just like, taking shots. <laughs> the Kyle Lowry flops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I wasn't much of a flopper. I think I only took like three charges my whole career. I was never for that. Fair enough. I respect <laughs> that. Yeah, don't want to put your body in front of it I'll, either. I'll give him a good hard foul to start the game though. Let him know. Let him know. I mean, <laughs> right, good old, good old face. Nice little, <laughs> nice little crest pulse shove in the air as he goes up the yeah, alley. For sure, for sure. Know you're there. Know you're below him. <laughs> yeah, I have been dunked on though a few times. Uh, yeah, that's. I was gonna ask you about that actually. Like, like, how does it actually feel to be dunked on? Like, yes. Yeah, so, so national tournament. Uh, so there's a lot of people watching this. It's in Kansas city. So I got a lot of people there watching me. So it's like close to like, you got a lot of home fans there. Yeah. And we're winning, we're going to win the game. It's the final minute. Like we're up, we're just kind of running out the clock. They have yeah. the ball. Somebody oh, shoots no. it. Like I'm not even worried about getting the rebound, you know, cause we're going to win. I turn around. I'm just kind of standing there looking up at the goal and this dude just flies over the top of me, knee in my back and dunks it. <laughs> That's and such like, bullshit. Yeah, and I like started, I like completely ate it, just like on the ground. <laughs> and like, and did he, they, they have a jumbotron. And I look up and just see the replay, and I'm like, oh shit! That's not good. <laughs> he caught, he caught you lacking. Yeah. He caught you lacking. <laughs> we got of all, seven. of all places to get caught lacking too, the national yeah. tournament, eh? Right, right. So the and national like, tournament. All the other teams are seeing that, so I'm like, dude, the next team we play is definitely gonna be out there talking shit, being like, hey, we saw that. <laughs> Hey, that's true. From there, hey, keep an eye Um, is it worse to when you get dunked on like that? Is it worse to get dunked on from behind and like not get to stare down, or would you rather get dunked on like going up to contest and then get to stare down? I know it's a weird question, but I'm like, say honestly, I'd rather not get dunked on. But uh, that's fair. Oh, yeah. That's very rare. <laughs> I don't know, like. I think that one is almost better just because at least I didn't know it was coming. Whereas, like, yeah, like you go to try yeah, to contest yeah, and then he yeah. just comes over. He's like, I don't even care if you're in my way. Because, <laughs> like, like yeah. at, at the end of the day, like, yeah, like you weren't paying attention, but I feel like not paying attention and accidentally getting dunked on is better than actually, like, just getting, yeah, like, getting eaten. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because sure. you didn't get beat, really. You just got dunked on. No. Yeah. They were yeah, just mad yeah. that they were losing and wanted to be fucking cool and dunk and put you on for your sure. ass. <laughs> Granted, it was cool. It was cool. Like, the replay I watched it, I was like, all right, that was pretty cool. 
cool. Like, props to you. <laughs> well we're, we still, we're still winning the game. Like, you're still going home. So, like, I don't it's care. Like, hey, yeah, we got the dub. No, he got hey. all in my face after it, too. And he was a senior. So, you know, I was a shit talker. So, I got I point like, the your, career, your, career is, your career is over, bud. <laughs> <laughs> you just point at the scoreboard. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. See you later. <laughs> scoreboard. Uh, yeah, have fun in community college or juke or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> have, fun, have fun at the YMCA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hopefully, yeah. last chance you catch the other Right. Yeah. So, uh, the step up from call or from high school to college, what was that like? It was huge, and uh, so in, I don't know how much you guys know about NAI. Like, it's not an NCAA, so it's it's yeah. considered. Oh. In a, yeah. So at least in my mind, it was a step below that going in, and I didn't realize till I got there that like, no, it's not really. There's not really that big of a level change. The the level change comes with the the roster depth. Like your top five in an AI school are as good as a lot of top fives at D two schools. It's just they have a whole bench of five more guys, where a whole right. bench would usually fall off a little bit. And so I got to school thinking, you know, like I was a pretty good high school player. This is going to be easy, and it was not. I, I struggled a lot that first year with school. <laughs> I wasn't always the best student, yeah. you know. But then with basketball, I was getting my ass kicked by these dudes. <laughs> I was like, man, I was supposed to be good at basketball. So. Let's, so your school, it's it wasn't part of the NCAA at all. It was like a it was a separate thing. Yeah, it's a separate organization. So, it's so how big was your league? How how many teams would you guys play against in like the regular season? So we had um, twelve or thir- twelve teams in our conference. I think we played twenty four conference games. So we played everybody twice. So yeah, twelve teams good. in our conference. Yeah, and then uh, it was a thirty two team national tournament. We got to the national tournament. That's awesome. No, that's actually yeah. a fuck ton. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I feel like like a smaller conference. It's probably like easier to like after you played them all. Like you at least like can be know what to be prepared for, right? It's more competitive yeah. too. But yeah, it's also, no, it's for also sure. Harder because they know everything yeah. about you too. Exactly. So yeah. So, but it creates like better ball. That's kind of what I meant. It creates. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. It's super yeah. competitive. Like. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. We had a season where we won uh, we won 24 games in a row. It was 29 games in a row Jesus. in the season. We were 24-0 yeah. in conference. Got a, got a big conference ring over there. I can bring it over here and show you in a minute. Uh, but, yeah, in every game was almost like it was between five points. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. We won We won. That's awesome, all. though. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome, though. I feel yeah. like that, that creates a really awesome environment. Like, you have to go out and give, like, mm-hmm. your whole thing or you're going to fucking lose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I feel like that, I feel like that creates, like, really, like, enter- entertaining to watch and entertaining to play. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. For you, besides, uh, besides obviously, like, the full-ride scholarship and everything like that, was there something about NAIA that really appealed to you that maybe said, hey – I'm going to go do this instead of going and doing the traditional D1, D2 route? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of D2 schools that offered me actually didn't offer me as much as, uh, as okay. the high school okay. did. And they, they offered me a yeah. full ride. And then I, I visited the school and they do it. It is a smaller school, but you get more of that community feel. Like I was totally really good friends. With, yeah, For really sure. good friends with a lot of people there. And then as far as school goes, it was a small classroom size, which – so I didn't have to be in like huge auditoriums with like a hundred people in a class. Like I had that individual one-on-one with the professor, which is pretty cool. And you don't get that everywhere you go. Yeah, so, exactly. Totally. And at the end of the day, like when you're like, if when you're going to school for, to be, to be an athlete, like obviously you want to try to go hard and level up and go pro, but like, you're also there to learn and you're also there to like yeah. do your education. And like, that's awesome yeah. that you like, you, like you, yeah. that you picked that because you knew it would be better for you all around than just taking the basketball aspect into mm-hmm. it. I think that's, and that's awesome. the great part. Like our coach was pretty good at that. He's like, I want you to be good. I'm going to try to make you as good as we can. But in reality, you know, we're here to get a degree and we're here to go get a job and be successful after. Totally. So it's, 
it's enjoy it while we're here and get get good while we can, but like also know there's a bigger goal at the end. Exactly. Preparing that's, you that's, for life after basketball. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's great because unless you're you are like uh Zion Williamson or you've been mock drafted since you were like <laughs> right? 14 13. years old and you're going to do gender studies, you're actually there to you're actually there to learn, right? You're there to right, learn. Right. And and that's good that your coach sees it that way, and that's how the athletics program is brought up into helping teach you lessons about life through a different atmosphere. Uh, that's going to make you successful in all facets of life and not just basketball. That's, sure, that's really sure. cool. Yeah, absolutely. And because I, I mean, feel like, because I feel like a huge problem with a lot of college players, especially when they're like, they're good and they're getting these D one D two offers is that they forget that there's life after basketball. Even if you go pro and win championships, there's still life after, life basketball. after basketball. That's, that's true. And, yeah, and that's they don't take that into account. So when their dreams don't work out or they get injured or they not as good as everyone thought they were, they're sitting here with like, meaningless degree or not even a degree because they never went to class and they're just fucked for the rest of their life yeah and they got no skills they're not, yeah they because no because when they <laughs> because when they made their choice to where to go they picked where they wanted to play basketball not where it was going to be best for their yeah. all-around life and i think yeah. that's a really big problem with college athletes so i think it's awesome that you took the route that you knew was going to be best for you even that too like the agents the minute that those guys retire the agents aren't really like doing anything for them anymore like you've got your endorsements you got all that so like if you're like ai and you just go out and lose one of your bags of money or something like that your agent's not there to pick up the slack for you right no but ai was so fucking smart though he put like how many like at least a couple million away for him not to be allowed to touch till he was what 40 50 something yeah like but, that. okay yeah but he went like that was like two times in between i mean yeah but now he's like a year <laughs> away from getting that money and he'll be fine for the rest of his life instead yeah, of being yeah, for instead two more of, years for two more years for, for, yeah, no, for two he's more gonna years. have he's gonna have to go bankrupt for the time yeah. being he, he's just got like his iphone countdown he's like oh god damn it i only made it two years this time shit it's time to sell more assets shit. Um, but like going like you laugh yeah, at ahead. it but like it's a it's a serious problem a lot of yes. professional athletes like are poor after they leave the league because they spend it all on Rolexes and cars and think it's totally. going to be forever. And it's not. Yeah. Then they break. Right. Oh, Colby, um, you look like you wanted to say something there. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. And I was just listening to their conversation. Oh, that okay. was funny. Yeah. <laughs> that AI blowing the money. No, yeah. we didn't have that problem though at the NAI school. Uh, I didn't, didn't have anybody coming to try to buy my autograph from me, you know. I didn't get in trouble with the league. You weren't like selling merch or anything. No, no, there was no, no there to no buy that for the like name, image, name, image, likeness rules or whatever. For NAIA, no, guys, did, didn't have to worry about that at all. No. And I'm, I'm honestly glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about that yeah. because, like, you're, a, you were a college athlete, right? Like, what do you? Do you think that that's going to be good for the players? Like, do you think that they deserve it, or do you think that that's going to create yeah. just too much like turmoil? I think in the long run will be good. I think in here in the first couple of years, it's going to be choppy because you got all these athletes right now rushing to sign with people, probably signing things. They're not even 100% sure what they're signing, you know? Totally. And, oh, and yeah. I feel like we're going to see some get into some bad deals where we're like, you know, you shouldn't have signed that, but you did. So now you're contractually obligated. But I think in the long run, mm -hmm. I mean, they'll have agents when they're younger and their parents will probably have to help out. It'll, there'll definitely be some messes, you know? There's no, I mean, no, all it being perfect. But I think in the long run, it's better for the athletes to be able to go ahead and capitalize on that while they're young. Totally. And like, there's a positive and negative to everything. And like, like you, like, I agree with you. I think it's going to be really choppy for a while. But at the end of the day, I think they deserve to be able to make money off their likeness. Especially when they're not, there's no guarantee that they're going to go to the NBA and make money. So you might. Yeah, as well you never know what's going to happen, right? We see it all the time. A, a college exactly. phenom, but he gets injured, and then that's it, and he never actually got the chance to make that money. So we it's like, what? 
we see it in the NBA too. Like we mm-hmm. see it in everywhere. It's it's crazy. It's just it's there's no job security. There's no job security. It's uh, it's crazy that you mentioned that, Luke, and I'm glad you did because I was kind of going to mention it later, but we'll talk about it now. It's Mikey Williams. If you know uh, Bronny James's draft class, he's actually the number one prospect, and he just signed with uh, like Creative Arts Agency or something like that to do his yeah. brand deals, and he's expected to make like million, almost ten million dollars a year. Like and this guy's in high school, right? Like that's you know. That's getting the bag early, and that's Dude, you know maximizing your marketability. Imagine, imagine having ten million dollars in high school, like that would be no. bad. Can you imagine? Yeah, I would spend no. that in like two weeks. Yeah, I just yeah. Hope, oh, yeah. these kids. Yeah, I hope for these kids' sake, they just have people around them that help, yeah. them, yes, help them be smart. I, I know myself and, and how I would react in high school with that much money, and I would exactly. <laughs> I would have flamed out. Ten million dollars, <laughs> you could literally <laughs> retire. You oh, can put yeah. that all in a bank and retire right now. Oh yeah. So like fresh, I don't know. The thing that worries me, the thing that worries me the most about that is the parents, because sooner totally. or later you're going to get parents that are like, like we're going to make some serious money off this kid. And he has no fucking right to it. Cause he's fucking yeah. 16. Like, and they yeah, just take 100%. it and they say they're putting it in a bank account for him, but they're just putting it in their account and just cashing yeah. it in and stuff. Like I think it's sad to say that there are parents that would do that. And that's another part of it that, makes me uneasy about it because these kids will yeah. start they'll start getting their and their parents will start to push them more to make more and then that'll start to just strain them out and then they'll start to just not love the game or worse yeah, you don't want to see that you don't want to see that burnout takeover either where they're totally forced to do so much stuff and they get distracted from what what what's important to them i mean they're in high school you know they're not worried about making millions they just want to have fun with their friends <laughs> you're supposed yeah, to enjoy they, life they just want to play the game yeah. love, right and yeah. younger guys too you're gonna see if that's the case, obviously parents aren't trying to push kids. Not that many parents are trying to push kids to make the NBA, but if it becomes to the point, there's so many D one teams. If it comes to the point where players are making money for playing D one, parents are going to push the hell out of oh, that. Oh, totally. Not even, because not there's even so that. many teams. Not even that. Just from like a, a parent's perspective, it's like, hey, if we can push our kid to get a D one scholarship and save all that money from sending him to college for free, like, heck yeah, you're. And then he's going to make us. That, and yeah. then he's going to make us income on top of that. Like, yeah, like if he's actually marketable, and like, look, more and more kids are becoming marketable now, especially in high school. And especially with social with my, media coming up. Yeah, yes. totally. And that's that's <laughs> totally. my next question. What do you think about this new American high school basketball scene? Which is, I've seen more of it than ever. Like it was totally obscure oh, yeah. to me even five so, years. So yeah, ago. I uh, my AAU basketball was kind of like when that was all getting ramped up. Like it was first starting with like these like the hoop mixtapes were blowing up big. Like obviously they're already around on YouTube, but now it's like these Instagram accounts are coming up and everybody yeah. sees it all. The they're time. way bigger. They started yeah. to blow up. Yeah, and uh, actually, funny story. Do you know Malik Newman, the the KU star? Heck yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I uh, I'm on his highlight tape, so sometimes you need to look that up. He crossed me over pretty good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've, shit, been, eh? I've been viewed a million times getting crossed. <laughs> but That's yeah, it's like... awesome, and uh, they have these big tournaments in KC, and I, I help a little bit with the, the AU team I used to play with, and they they play in these tournaments, and you go there, and the atmosphere is just it's electric. I mean, you walk in, and all these kids are super hyped, and they see one of these big prospects like Mikey, the one you were talking about, was in KC here, and. A lot of these big players were here and like to see like some of the kids that I've coached from high school in Odessa, like posted on their story. Like they, they love it. It's super exciting for them to be, be a part of that atmosphere. So I think it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool, pretty special thing for them. Yeah. You think from, you think from like a, uh, a development perspective too, do you think that's kind of the way it should be for like American basketball? Cause we know it's head and shoulders above everyone else. Is that sort of 
that competitive atmosphere with where everybody knows everyone that's you think that's good for the game yeah yeah it just makes for like i mean big games you know i mean you talk about marketing yeah. like we got the top players playing against each other like that iron sharpens iron like the way you get better isn't by going and beating some no-name team in your hometown by 50 because you're the best player it's yeah. by going and playing the other best players in the nation and by these tournaments you get to put all them together and, and watch it happen it's, it's pretty awesome yeah i would definitely like to go go down and watch an aau tournament i feel yeah. like that would yeah. be a lot of fun because they get hyped i troll brawny I would troll. Is Bronny's not AAU? Is he? I thought that yeah. was high school. He was playing. He's been playing since like West Coast since his Cleveland days. Like he was playing West Coast with Mikey and like they had a loaded West Coast blue chips team. Yeah. So the way like, the way it works oh, here yeah. is like you play your you play your normal high school team. Like so, I played for Odessa during the year, but then the second that was over, then I was back to my AAU team playing competitive. And every every weekend, I was traveling to a different city playing a tournament. Yeah. Right. So like if you were a basketball player, say you were playing high school basketball and you were playing AAU, like it just never stopped, eh? Like year it was, round. No, awesome. it was yeah. year year round, man. I couldn't wait for high school basketball season to get over most of the time because hey, yeah. you're just so much more fun. You get to travel, you're playing a lot of different teams, you're seeing a lot of different things. And so I like that way more than than a high school coach and other people that didn't like basketball as much as I did. Yeah. Did you when you played in high school, did you guys get like a lot of fans? Like was there a lot of people at the games always, or was it more like nobody really like it was just more people cared about football? No, uh, actually, our uh, our high school games were pretty packed. So we we're a smaller school. So again, it, yeah, that's why I was wondering. We, yeah, so we had kind of a small gym, but it would be completely filled up. People going nuts, and it was like that for all sports. We had a pretty good uh, just support at our school for all athletics. It was pretty pretty fun to play there. For our Canadian viewers, their their small gyms are like our large gyms. Uh, <laughs> like in some places, yeah, in some they, places they pack them like our large gyms, though. Like yes, they're like true. shoulder to shoulder. Um, oh yeah. What is it like? You said you play AAU, and obviously we know AAU is best players against best players. And I don't know if you can recall, but um, maybe do you know? Do you remember the best player you've played against? But also, what is it like going against some of these guys where there's all kinds of fanfare around them? Yeah. So I played against Michael Porter Jr. a handful I of love, times. I, I, I played against DJ, and and he's obviously you know kind of excelling now. And so I'm a Mizzou fan. Yep. He went to Missouri. My both my parents yeah. are Mizzou alumni. So yeah. that was really disappointing when he went there and then had those injuries. I never got to see him play there. Yeah, so you know, yeah, like yeah. Mizzou's finally gonna make a run, and then he was hurt. <laughs> but then yeah, uh, to see like him in the there. NBA really really start to come alive is yeah. pretty cool to see. He had a he had a really huge season this year. I was really hyped yeah. about it. Yeah. I love Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he's from the KC area or went to school here at Bishop Meage. And so I played against him quite a few times, honestly, since he was young, because he was always playing up and then played against him a few times while he was in high school. And he's it, really come on compared to what he was, because like yeah. he was not that good back when we were younger. Like he was obviously huge, <laughs> but yeah. then he really seems like he's added a ton of skill to his game. Is it like, is it like weird for you to watch dudes you used to play against in high school? Like, playing in the nba like playoffs is like even regular season isn't that is that weird just turn the tv on yeah, and like see yeah, dudes like, you used to play against yeah like i used to watch landry dunk on like random kids at tournaments on weekends and now yeah, he's, literally. He's getting passes from kevin durant and shooting corners yeah <laughs> literally like that's crazy to even comprehend yeah, yeah. it just makes it feel so real right like totally it's like totally it's there it's real like are you guys still buddies now. or uh, so I played with that team only for that one summer. Uh, I had gone up there to hopefully get recruited for college and then played. And they're like, yeah, you're pretty good. Like, join this. So I didn't know him as well. Some of those guys had been together for a few years. But I do yeah. know him. He does follow me on Instagram. <laughs> so like, I can say I got yeah. an NBA That's dope. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. dope. <laughs> so would you say, like, 
because we know too i don't know what the age is like but uh like mizzou missouri area that area is actually bringing up a lot of good players right now like you got brad beal tatum sham yeah tons of players from Um, around the st louis missouri area would you say mpj was the best player you've ever played against or is there is there someone else like so he was younger than me so i think yeah now it's pretty easy to say he was probably the best player I played against. But then again, like, I mean, Bobo's right there. Um, yep. Malik Newman at the time was the number one player in his class when I played against yeah, him. Yeah, five-star, number he, eight yeah. overall. Like, he was yeah, nuts. so Bill Self was at that game. Like, Cal Perry was at that game. Like, we had everybody watching us at that game. And so it was, it was a pretty sweet thing. So at that time, it was probably him just because I, all the all the fanfare around him. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. Did what about, like – um? Uh, did you, sorry, Luke, did you go up to like Malik Newman after the game and like after you got crossed up, I was like, hey, dude, I just got you a couple D1 offers. Like, I'll take my, I'll, I'll take, take my, my, I, take I, my I, actually told him, I actually told him to go to Mizzou and he's like, just kind of looked at me and didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to KU and I was like, this guy. Oh, this guy's a fucking snake. <laughs> Cross downer. <laughs> did you ever like, were you ever at the same tournament, like at the same time as any like huge guys or like? Oh, yeah. Ever see ever? Do you ever like on the bench, like in between games, watch any like pro guys play now? Yeah. Um, uh, Diamond Stone was one. He was kind of a smaller name guy. I think he's in the G League yeah. right now. But I got the yeah, ones I told I you mean. I played against. I played against uh, Ferguson. I think he's on OKC. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was actually he's... he was actually on Malik Newman's team and was not like a name at that time. And so I remember, like, Malik threw him an alley-oop in the game, and I watched this dude jump up and dunk it, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and then come to find out a couple years later, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I went to OKC, and I saw him, and I was like, I played against that dude. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, he still, was he still jumping out of the gym at that time? or like? Yeah, like, un, like unreal. Yeah. Like, I swear he just, like, chest-passed the ball, like, through the rim on an alley-oop, and I was just like, what do you want me to do here? Like, what am I, how am I supposed to compete with that, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The coach, coach comes up to you. He's like, hey, I need you to guard, like, two, three over there. That's a guy that just dunked it like oh, yeah. i don't know about that man yeah no oh, back you got it all but... wrong that's not me <laughs> <laughs> that ain't me coach yeah. Yeah. When, when, when you see those guys do you like were you able to kind of say to yourself like yeah man like they're going to the league oh uh, like, some of them yeah for sure some of them i wasn't i wasn't really sure about i wasn't really sure about landry at first like he would kind of he oh, came, yeah? came on late he grew a couple inches that summer i was playing with him and then got the offer from Wichita State. And then while he was there, really blossomed and grew a lot yeah. into more of an NBA prospect. Like, he was not he was not on a lot of D1 well, schools' radar was, at all. He was, uh, he was three or four years. Like, maybe he might have, might have had a redshirt year, but I think he, he was I think uh, it was three, three years. years, yeah. Because yeah. you see a lot of, like, a lot of players, like, they won't be huge names in high school, but then they'll go to college and they love the atmosphere and they love to just work. And then they just go out and just – ball and get mm-hmm. way better because they just thrive under that kind of pressure and that yeah. like you get a lot of time on court too like i was gonna ask you about that like i guess i was gonna ask you a bit later but I'll ask you now like how many hours a week do you think you spent on the court in college oh god um so i would go get 500 to 800 shots up pretty much every day like in between class we had the locker room there we could chill we had a <laughs> wee in there so we were always in there playing super <laughs> and then like and then that's dope. Would, yeah and then i'd go in there get the gun out get my shots in and then go back to the room chill for a bit come back for practice which was usually around two hours but you had to get to practice oof, 30 to 45 minutes early because you had a, a pre-training routine you had to go through where i'd like i'd usually yeah. do my ankle stretches all my ankle prehab set in the hot tub for a little bit get warmed up <laughs> then go put my stuff on and get ready yeah. for practice and then you know you got weights 
three times a week. It's it's, it's a, a lot. huge it's, it's a huge commitment. It is. Yeah. It is. Like you were pretty much treated like pros, essentially, by the sounds of it. Like you we were... uh we had were lucky enough that even though we had a smaller school, they took a lot of pride in their athletics, and so yeah, we had great trainers, great strength coaches, and great facilities, like all new new facilities, yeah. all new equipment. So it was it was honestly it was pretty special where we were at. What's like? What's the most like? like NBA player thing that's that you that's ever like you've ever got gifted something or like your team got something you just got treated like yeah. like what's the most <laughs> yeah, NBA yeah. What yeah, the like, what's the, what's that the most like, like NBA thing that ever happened to you you're Yeah so uh so when you go to the national tournament they give you a sponsor and it's like a local business sponsors you and they take you out to dinner and they just say get whatever you want so I'm getting like all these fancy like drinks like lemonade we can drink you know the team thing but fancy yeah. lemonade <laughs> couldn't drink I'm getting an appetizer. I'm getting like a $50 steak. I'm getting a dessert. And I was just like, damn, like this, this is it right here. Like life is good. This is how Kevin Durant feels every day. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, no. Kev, no, no. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is like on the recruiting day, like when he brings Lana Rhodes in. But it's like Louisville, when they bring all of the uh, – the ladies of the night in, we know that. <laughs> right. We didn't That's get that. Uh, Benedictine was a Catholic school, so we didn't get that. <laughs> so they weren't they weren't ordering your hookers like some no. other schools. Oh, so so no. nuns. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was one cool thing about the school, though. Is I'm I'm not Catholic, but being a Catholic school, I did have a monk and a nun teach a class while I was there, and so that was kind of a, a new thing to see that yeah, they, no. they they, they yeah, live there on yeah. campus. So it's just kind of weird seeing them all walking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like 8 a.m. class. So you're just yeah. like half asleep and there's just a nun just like what the fuck yeah. well, well, if, if, if it's any comparison we had mass one time a year at our catholic high school and they made us get up for 7 a.m basketball practice before they we set and then we set up the gym after for mass so uh yeah man an nba moment dude i would i would sleep so hard in those masses oh i would just i would just lean back yeah, in my chair and just pass the fuck out yeah like you remember you remember like the I don't know if it was communion, but the part where they made you come up for like the bread and stuff. Yeah, like communion. That. It's like it's be quiet. Everyone would get up and like walk up there. I just get up and walk the other way, like walk and just field. leave. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm done, I'm done here. Did they like so they didn't push like religion too hard on you, even though it was a Catholic school? Like they probably made you guys pray before games and stuff like that, and like like I just uh, assumed that. No, not not even really. The only thing they made you do there was take a theology class and a philosophy class, which honestly isn't oh, that bad. It was kind of that's cool not even terrible about. to be yeah, honest. Like, uh, similar to our high school, like we had yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't make you go to like you didn't have to attend so many services a week because some of those smaller religious schools no. they make your their athletes do some of the stuff like that. The only that's why I was wondering. Yeah. yeah, there was rules there on campus. You know, you couldn't have a girl in your room after midnight, but. I'm sure you guys followed that one to a T. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure no one ever broke that rule. Yeah, we yeah. were. Uh, and also, you know, it was the Catholic school. We also partied our ass off like oh, <laughs> all yeah. the time. Oh, we yeah. had a blast. <laughs> Saturday, they just absolutely belligerently hammered. Yeah, Sunday you'd have a Saturday, rest, yeah, right? so you'd have a Saturday home game and we catch that dub. And then everybody was all like, let's <laughs> go out for the bars and everybody's buying our shots. Oh, and just <laughs> yeah. and There's an so, NBA moment for you. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, there you so, go. That's a pretty good one. So, Benedict, in the school you went to, it was uh, – was it like a small town that you were in then? Like everyone knew the basketball team or whatever like that? Like Yeah, it's a it's a larger than Odessa, but it's still a pretty small town, about ten thousand people. And it's pretty rural, even though there is like a central city population, but it's pretty rural. 
And uh, yeah, the community really came and supported us and supported all Benedictine athletics. So you'd have a lot of people that were just awesome. just fans of the school that would come watch you on a consistent base and basis, season ticket holders, and you get to yeah. know them as you were there for the years. And so before games, yeah. like I'd go over and shake hands and say hi to them because you know it's it's pretty cool just to have people that they don't and have it, somebody playing that they're watching and they just want to come watch you play. Yeah. So. And I feel like it makes yeah. you want to play harder too. Like I feel like when you have people there every night, like they're cheering you on, like hoping you're doing good. I feel like it like motivates you to play yeah. harder. When yeah, it's not yeah, like sure. when it's not your parents and it's just people who genuinely care about the team. Yeah, literally, you, right? They yeah, don't have to be there, but yeah. they choose and to people, be there. People who donate to the program, like the reason we got all the yeah. gear we got, is a lot of times because people people would donate money, and so you know you want to you want to go out there and do the best you can because exactly. you know, you, you, I'm getting a lot Absolutely. on the back end from this. Totally random question. What shoes did you wear? <laughs> so we were uh, New Balance school, so I wore some Steph Curry's. Um, not a not a huge fan of them, to be honest. Not a huge no. fan. I yeah. went through a few pairs a year because uh, they would wear out super quick. You weren't there for like the I don't know what what edition of the Curry's it was, but it was like the dad shoe edition or whatever. It was just like the all white, and it looked like you'd mow the lawn with them. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Well, I had some bright orange ones. I looked like I was going hunting or something. <laughs> what about what about AAU? Hey, what, hey, what kind of this guy? He's got the orange shoes on. What kind of shoes do you wear in AAU? So AAU, I was that kid. Uh, I'd show up in some socks pulled up to my knees with like some crazy designs. I'd always have like some purple or some crazy colored shoes. Like <laughs> just being that kind of that kid. The Kyrie <laughs> Lucky Charms or some shit like that. Yeah. I never wore a shooting sleeve though. I, you know, I'm, there's no film out really? there. I never wore a shooting sleeve. I wasn't that kid. Fair enough. You know what? I respect that. Because <laughs> I, I still fail to yeah. see how shooting sleeves actually help your shooting. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should have tried though. You know, my three point percentage wasn't always great. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 the shooting sleeve would have put the like just put it way higher. Yeah. The, um, it adds five percent immediately. It's like a it's like yeah. a badge in two K. Yeah, it's two K. Yeah, and if, if you wear two, it's ten. If you wear two, it's ten percent. Yeah. My my roommate uh, uh my roommate was an awful three point shooter, and in college we wore a shooting sleeve just for that reason. <laughs> this is definitely the reason why it sucks. Yeah, no, it was just like it was like Ben Simmons just to draw attention to himself, making people think he could shoot. For and really? and every time, every time he'd miss a three in a game, he'd run down the court and look at me and he'd be like, "I usually make those." <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! What's wrong with me, dude? dude I made so you weren't one of the uh, you weren't one of the uh, Reggie Jackson style uh, the the compression pants with the arm sleeve, the goggles, the whole the well, whole no. deal. I didn't that have the whole nine yards. Everything. I did wear a headband. I did wear a headband for a season in college yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Was I feel that, like you got it. Like you like do a, something. Was that like your sort of mass LeBron season where you just went absolutely nuclear or whatever? Or was that just, you know, just long hair, that, just feeling the headband? <laughs> that was the year. Uh, so that was the year we won all those games in a row. Uh, most of our team wore no-show socks. Uh, I wore a headband. We had the kid that couldn't shoot threes wearing a shooting sleeve. Like, we were just a bunch of, like, <laughs> idiots for real. And so everyone on our starting five averaged over 10 points a game. So we were just a bunch okay. of, like, consistent, solid dudes. Like, I would score zero one game, 20 the next, and everybody would kind of do that. And, okay. like, we were just a different guys would have Different guys would have different nights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we were a great three-point shooting sheet team despite me and my, my roommate uh we had a, a knockdown shooter that was like 45 percent our big man my Damn. roommate our foreman was a 40 something plus and then we had another guy that was 40 something plus and then we had an all-american point guard who was just so oh. we were just 
we were solid. Yeah. <laughs> did so, any of so, the dudes you played with in college, did they like move on like to D1 or higher or did they all just kind of stay there? Do you guys no, like have the like, same core team for a while? We had the same core team there for a couple of years and then they got a young core that was below us and they're, they're kicking ass now and they're going to, they're all back this next year. So next year they should be pretty deadly too. Yeah. So um, uh, what, how long ago was it? Was it last year that you were done or? Yeah. So last year, uh, spring break, I came home uh, because of COVID and never went back. I'm going to grab a phone charger real quick, guys, so I don't die on you and bug out. But yeah, I came home on uh, on COVID break and it was just done. And then it's kind of sitting around and my degree yeah. came in the mail and I was like, oh, shit, I, you know, I better get a job. Yeah, I, I guess it, I <laughs> guess I'm uh, done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. it. Uh, <laughs> right? Like I was like, all right, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> all right, nice knowing you. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Quick question for you. You're uh, obviously you guys had the really good, the really good season. Um, not sure how it went about the national tournament, but pro, if you were gonna compare that that 24 and 0 or 28 and 0 team or whatever, whatever the record ended up being at the end, are we are we going 2014, 15 Warriors? Are we going like 2015, 16? What are we talking here? We got a pro <laughs> it's it's tough because we're not pros. <laughs> no, I know. I just want to hear what you're I just um, want to see if you come out the gate, be like, yeah, 2016, 17, we were unanimous MVP. Curry lights out. You know, Kevin Durant on the wing. See, like, I think it's funny though because they had they had those all stars. Like we weren't an all star group. Like we just had no. such a, a solid core. Like I'm trying to think of a good pro comparison team that like. It was like that Atlanta Hawks team a few years ago that didn't have a star on it, and they made a pretty good playoff yep. run. Yeah, it was kind of like, 15. right? Yeah, it was kind of more like them. Whereas, like, we just we didn't have that guy that was going out there and you know could just get you twenty five a night. Like, we just had dudes that knew their role, and when it was our night, like if it was yeah. wasn't my night, and I knew the guy it was. Like, okay, I'm gonna do what I can to get him open and get him the ball because I want to win, and he's going off right now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Another kind of quick random question for you. You saw, you said you weren't much of a three-point shooter. And I actually, like, I was bored today. So I took the liberty of looking up on YouTube. Oh. And I found, I found a couple, I found a couple tapes. And I oh, we're going to watch his highlights. Do we have the ability to screen share this? Yeah, I want to see We do have it. the ability to do this. Um, however, I don't know if it was like your mom or something that. that it was my these. mom. Don't don't play that one. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to see it. The viewers. Yeah, have to see it. yeah. I, I really, I really would like to see this. Yeah, go ahead, share it, share it. All right, all right. I'm uh, but I have to ask, dude. Like a thousand points in high school. Like, dude, I don't think I had a hundred. So, like, good job. That's fucking. Amazing. A thousand points in high school. That's yeah. fucking yeah. real. But on That's on sixty percent on sixty percent shooting, which is fucking nuts were you yeah, like a center or something in high school like did you have a super small team yeah small so ball center school, i literally like i mean i was the team so i guarded whoever their best player right. was whether he was a point guard or a center and i had to do everything in between <laughs> yeah so you were like ben simmons but you could actually score points yeah, yeah uh, yes and no. <laughs> his his high school mixtape looks a lot cooler than mine. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Becker, are we pulling yeah. it up? I'm really I'm really excited yeah. to see this. Yeah. So, I so it won't have audio. No. Oh thank God. I don't, thank God. I apologize. I don't think this is your headband season because this is high school, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah you found his high school tapes, eh? This is 2015 Colby Nichols, recorded by his, his mom, uh, Miss 
That's pretty nice gym. Yeah. Like, yeah, genetic like that's a that's a small gym. That would be like a nice gym in Canada. Uh, you're you're five five, I assume. Like, yeah, my last name's Nichols, so I, I was five five in high school. <laughs> I guess oh, you got American, American currency. We got the we, we got Nichols here too. <laughs> all right, all right. That's funny as hell. I didn't realize that. That's. I was looking. I'm like, dude. I was looking at the haircut, and I was like, I think that's you. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now. Five, yeah, five. man, we just pressed in high school, and I would just get steals on steals at the time that I pressed. Yeah, yeah, I saw in your senior year, you led your team in points, I believe, steals. Oh, what number um, are you again? Sorry, I missed 55. 55. Oh, this, oh, this, this kid, this big, lanky-ass kid right here. Yeah, they're on the two, three, with the buzz, right? Like, Yeah, he's yeah. got yeah, the buzz. He looks like Joker. Yeah, I had I'm a mohawk up, yeah. with, uh, with lime shaved in the side. <laughs> oh, God. The... Uh, the like friggin' army was offering him a D one scholarship to play basketball with that hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Going to West Point. Going to West Point. Yeah, I will so, say that care. was the biggest transition from high school to college. That was in in high school. I was doing everything. I was handling the ball. I was posting people up. I was playing center. I yeah. was handling the ball. But like when you get to college, like you know, it's more like okay, now I'm a look smasher, at the look at the I press and the point the guard. I know it's yeah. crazy. They're, Look at him pressing the point guard. They're dropping him. <laughs> Look at so, him. Would you he takes two steps. He's faster than the ball. Yeah, we've seen uh, we've seen all kinds of stories about guys like Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant who were like smaller dudes at times, but played guard in high school. Uh, obviously, your situation being a little bit different. Did playing the center position have any added benefits to yourself when you transition to college? Maybe just some like. Uh, alternate facets of the game like rebounding and stuff like that or yeah well i i told you that uh when i had a smaller guy on me i would post like i had a pretty good yeah. post game because i did a lot of posting and then also i did a lot of handling the ball in high school so i wasn't still wasn't afraid to handle the ball when i had to so it kind of gave me that confidence that i can do pretty much anything yeah but that i mean yeah i guess that i want, I want to see i want to see a turnaround i want to see a yeah. turnaround jumper I, it looks like this is like a full game or something yeah that one's a one full earlier. game yeah, I had another one earlier where I was like, oh, shit, 2-3. Oh, oh, of course he bricked it. <laughs> oh, he's got the rebound, though. He's got the rebound. That's the hustle. That's the hustle. Hey, 2-3. You are, like, far and away the biggest dude on your team. Like, it's yeah. not even close. <laughs> yeah. They, they walk in the well. They walk in the room and they see, like I keep like, I the, keep looking in the paint for a big guy, but the big guys is like guarding yeah. the point guard. The big so, guy is like rushing the point guard in the inbound. Did yeah. Benedict Benedictine right? Did I say that right? Yep. Yep. Did Did they have a football team? Yeah, yeah, they had a football team too. And our football team. So the year we won all those games in a row, we're number one seed in the national tournament. They actually lost in the national championships. So they made it all the oh, way sure. there. Uh, our girls soccer team was in the final four. Lacrosse went to the national championship. They lost it too. But like the sports programs were all going just crazy that year. Yeah. So like on campus, there was just like a buzz from all the athletic programs. That's got to be cool too. That's oh, got to yeah, just be like everyone's hype here. about sports. Oh, oh out of bounds. Oh, deflection. Oh. Jeez, you gotta you gotta control the ball better, man. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you're not you're not you're not gonna make it. To, you're not gonna make it to the league with those handles. So. <laughs> Luke, the Kingston College intramural coach. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ten times times better than I'll ever be, but I'm going to criticize you. I'm going to tell him with with my intramural basketball experience how to to play defense. So, Colby. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Basically, 
I was just wondering what what was it like after your uh, final year? What was it like to like go from being that into it, that consistent all the time playing basketball to like all of a sudden not having to do that? Oof, yeah. Um, I mean, burnout was definitely a real thing, especially towards the end of my career. I had a few nagging injuries. I separated my shoulder my senior year, and I just got a shot in it and kept playing. There you go. And uh, yeah, Money. and I was nice I was not nice, the yeah, same. Nice <laughs> I was not the same player after that. Uh, so I was kind of fighting through that. And then when I finished up, it was kind of nice just to have some time to kind of kind of take a break and and step back from it. And I think I think I've I haven't really missed it as much as I thought I would. I think the older I get, the more I'll be like, man, I wish I could go back and do it again. I can still play a little bit now, so it's not the same. But I think once I once I'm through through playing, then I'll really miss it. But I think I'm okay. I'm happy I did what I did. I worked really hard at it, had a lot of success. But like now it's on you life after basketball, than, right? <laughs> yeah. You went further than a lot of people go. Like Yeah. And that's a good outlook to have on it, just to be like, I'm happy that it happened and it's like and this is my life now. You and I mean, I mean, hey. Doing that got you this opportunity to come on with a bunch of yeah. Canadian kids that never yeah, played high-level basketball yeah. come on a podcast. There's, there's, there's some yeah. people that hang on to half a season of sports in a town in Mexico. And so you got further than that. So, like, you got lots of stuff to hold yeah. on to. Yeah, a lot of people hold on to one play that they made in high school. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? A little, little bit of further than a lot story. of people. Yeah, man. I was uh, I was on the golf course today, and I was playing an absolute shitter of a game, and just ripped a 350 yard bomb down the fairway, like, 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 <laughs> like daily. You know, it's a shot that keeps coming back, right? Like, I believe it when I see it. Totally, totally nothing to do with it, but I mean, I just thought I'd bring that up because I felt good about it today. He just wanted to bring up that he hit 350. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a piss. I don't, I, I don't believe that for two seconds. No, dude. Neither like, do I. I, but I, I he, he was Snapchatting I, me. No, 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 he goes, no, no, no. he goes, I'm playing like shit. And then he sends me a picture of a beer and he goes, I got the juice out. It, I, I just hit <laughs> yeah, 350. It was probably yeah. my fucking beer, too. You're drinking my no, fucking beer light. right now. No, so down. disrespectful. Light, brother. But yeah, thanks for the beer, by the way. But um, no, I, uh, yeah, I was playing like dog all, all day. It was just, uh, it wasn't there for me. I ripped out the secret stuff, got the Bud Light out. Um, sorry, secret exposed, but, uh, John Daly put it down beside me and just ripped it and put my hand up and just saw it flying down the fairway. Called four, went right over him. <laughs> that, so, was uh, that was my day. I, I it went into the woods and it came out like 100 yards further. I, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like someone picked up and threw it. I don't know what was I, I don't know how it happened. So... I think that's all we got for you today, Colby. Um, if you do want to bring up anything specific about the NBA now or what what you're doing with your life or anything you want to rant about, use us as a platform. I don't care if it's basketball yeah. related. <laughs> all right. I'll you can stay and talk about now. the finals too if you want. All right. Yeah. I can do that too. I'll just tell you real quick what I'm doing now. I just got a sales position. I sell, uh, I sell security systems for homes, and I just take the same competitive approach I had in basketball to that, and I'm having a lot of success there. So making some money. Didn't you say you made seven hundred dollars today? I did make seven hundred dollars today. Made two sales. Wow. I'm only oh, wow. nine away yeah. from my four grand bonus. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, in like and, what uh, they have to do like not, that many sales in a month, and you get nine grand, or that many sales in like a year? I got ninety days to do it, and I've only used twenty, and I'm already at six. Or seven. That's not <laughs> bad at all. Wow, no, yeah, pretty good job. He's yeah, better clear for right probation there. early, early parole for this guy. Yeah, nice. yeah. Wait, man. what? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? What? Oh, I'm agreeing with you. I didn't even know. Was Colby in jail? 
No, it's probate. It's probation, right? It's like employment or whatever. Oh, like the probation. probation. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, I I I'll tell you one uh, one locker room story that I think you guys will get a kick out of. Yes. Uh, so before every game, I see you yes. hitting that little vape pen. Uh, we would be ripping the ripping the jewel. Oh, it's like yeah. me and my roommate were like pregame jewel rips, and we'd just go rip the jewel, and then we went oh, 20, yeah. 26 and zero in conference. <laughs> and then after the game, we would just go get fucked up and do it again. <laughs> Dude, when I when I played like. When I played house league hockey, we used to vape in the fucking dressing rooms. Like the coaches would sit in there, we would just hit the vapes, and they just wouldn't fucking care. It was awesome. Probably like I don't, I don't know how your season ended like that year. You went undefeated. It was probably like oh, we ran out the of jewels. jewel pods or something. Yeah, they ran out of pods. Like, we get to a store before the end. They're like oh shit, we're done. <laughs> Pack it in, boys. We'll try it. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna transition. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Colby. Uh, you're welcome to stay and talk finals with us. Um, we got. I think I'll go, I'll go ahead and take off. I'll let you guys take over on the show. And I, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. If you guys ever want me to come back, just let me know. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely yeah, have you on again sometime. Uh, I'm sure you got a lot more a lot more stories. We kind of this is our first interview, so we're still learning from that sense. But uh, we really appreciate you coming on. You were awesome. It was and, a lot of fun. Uh, I'll get yeah. this to you as soon as possible and hopefully see you on COD tonight. Yeah, I'll see you on yeah, COD tonight. I'm, looking, care, I'm looking up all your high school clips and I'm going to be prepared with chirps tonight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> take care, guys. Have a good all one, right, bro. Take care, buddy. Thanks, man. Fuck, eh? What a sh- yeah, what a guy. That was fun. That's awesome. He's, he's, yeah, a, he's a, a cool guy. Fun. Yeah. He's a cool guy. And uh, obviously, nice to have a guest on uh, yeah. for the first time. I thought he was a pretty good first one to get on. Totally. And uh, he's got. And, some, uh, I, bet, I bet he's got mo- a lot more fun stories. So we'll get him back on sometime. Sure, yeah. yeah, he's he's been there, right? He's been there, done that. That's that's what we love to see. And uh, you know, if uh, anyone, I, I know I say this a lot, but if anyone at their viewing has any kind of basketball stories or experience, and you know, they they think that you know you might make a good a good guess, you know, hit us up. We got socials. We're people. Um, hit us up. We can hit uh, us up on Instagram, which is on the top of your screen. Yep. Um, and yeah, uh, more socials will go up there soon. I threw that together very, very quickly. So, um, yeah, so that's what we got from that interview. Hope everyone enjoyed that. And now we'll transition into a finals the recap. 2021 NBA champions were crowned two nights ago, I believe it was. The Milwaukee Bucks, they won the game by how many points did they win the game by? 10? Uh, 13. No, 13. 13. 13. Yeah, pretty convincing uh, performance from Giannis. Uh, 50 points. I don't even need to say the rest point. of the stat line because he scored 50 um, points in a finals game. The greatest, the single greatest finals performance of all time. Wow, like, that's no, 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 a stretch. No, 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 no. The single greatest game. The single greatest finals Oh, like finals stats-wise. Game. Oh, like stats-wise. Yes, stats-wise, oh, okay. the single greatest finals game of all time. Totally. Like 50 and- points on almost 70% shooting, 14 rebounds of five blocks and chris and drew were lights out on both ends both of them were grabbing steals left right and center chris was knocking down his shots like they they look they were the team the whole game and i don't think that you know i think that the second that the tip-off happened i don't think that i saw the fucking suns compete much no and i think we saw it for i think we said it luke for three weeks we were waiting for milwaukee to hit top gear and they hit top gear and i'm pretty sure there was a certain person named me that said that they were going to lose the first two and then win four straight. 
And, oh, yes. No, no, no. That was totally you. That and was totally I was you. confident in that, and it happened. And, Luke, I'll let you be the third-party verification on this because I remember doing our pre-postseason like our pre -postseason predictions, and I said – I don't know if I said this blatantly. You guys got 30 seconds. No, no. Okay. I don't know if I said this to Luke, but I said, I said, you know what? Everyone's going Brooklyn. I'm taking Bucks in seven. I think if anyone's going to beat the – Brooklyn Nets is the Milwaukee fucking Bucks. And you guys have been hearing this for every episode. And Beck and I were very, very happy when it finally came to fruition. And yeah, Clem was too. Clem, Clem was on the hype train for the finals. That's what Giannis <laughs> is smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw, oh, what did I see about Chris? Oh, I looked up Chris Paul memes today in the hopes that, uh, that I would find something that Some... would absolutely insult him. But I couldn't find anything better. Then reading the reading the tweet that said, Chris Paul is the first player in NBA history to give up four 2-0 series leads. And that's all I needed to read. That is all I needed to read. Because, because you know what? We can all agree here. Um, as Chris much Paul's as a bomb. What Chris Paul's done for the game. And Devin yeah, Booker completely choked in the last like two or three games. Yeah. He just completely and, and, and Devin Booker said to himself, don't compare him to Kobe. And dude, I never will. You shouldn't. I, I never have. No. You will never no, have to I worry about that. I will say this will. right now. I, I won't lie. I wasn't on the Bucks hype train from the start. And I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really until the last series. And that's only for the fact that I hate the fucking Suns. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't care and who I, they were playing. I didn't want the Suns all, to win. All jokes and all jabs aside, I was very, very happy to see Giannis win. Yes. Yeah, he deserved it. it. Yeah. He, he deserved could retire. It. He could retire right now, and he'd be a first ballot. Dude, the scene. This when 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 the buzzer went, and he went and sat down, and he had the hat on, and he was like yeah. crying. That was like whole, that was yeah. Was Jordan time, dude, the whole time, I swear he was just like in shock. Like we just, I he couldn't believe that, it. Like, out, no, I just didn't see that like outroar of emotion. Like I thought we'd just hear him like scream at the top of his lungs or something that he finally did. Bobby, because... Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. That was so time, funny. When is it? When is it gonna come out? For like, when is it all just? I mean, when he when he, when, when he got the Finals MVP trophy, he looked right at the thing and just went. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Just like that was the funniest. The that was the funniest thing ever. He just went up and he looked so like dumbfounded, and he got the trophy and yeah. walked straight up the middle with his shoulders Not, fucking up and yeah, just started dude. screaming. Because it should have gone to Bobby. It should have gone. Should have gone to Bobby for <laughs> In, in reality, <laughs> I don't even think he would have cared. I don't even think Giannis would have cared. The interview where Bobby and Pat Connaughton are sitting there, and like Malika Andrews or whatever, like whatever her name is, is like, "How much champagne have you guys consumed?" And they look at each other, and just start laughing, laughing. Like, like, yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, we know we got carried to a title, like, dude." Yeah. Like, I was just like that whole team. I was like, I'm really happy that they won the chip. I'm yeah. really, I'm, I was like, that was sad when the Lakers went out, but then I was hoping that. Yeah. Milwaukee was going to be it because that if there was going to be a team that I wanted to win that wasn't the Lakers, right. it was the Bucks. Listen, listen, I have a question. I have a quick question because we know we talked about Phoenix and the asterisks beside them, and I know what happened with Brooklyn, but all in no, all, there's no asterisks beside. You, you think you think it's legit? I think it's legit. Yeah, I because think they had like, to go like through legit teams. Obviously, yes. Brooklyn was a bit injury plagued, but the first two rounds they went through real. The first but two it, rounds they went yeah. through real teams. Atlanta, Atlanta earned their way there. They beat a fully healthy number one seed Philadelphia 76ers. Like that tells and you then, they're the second best team. Like, and then the Bucks you know I mean? literally lost the first two games of the finals and then steamrolled them. And they, it's they, not like they, they made it. They, 
They didn't no, make it they anywhere Toronto close. Raptors, they Toronto Raptors the hell out of them. Totally. And, like, I think that they're deserving of it. I think that they played more meaningful yeah. basketball than the Suns did. Yeah, and, and honestly, the difference is we, that... Let's go ahead. Yeah, can, before we get, like, into the analysis of it, because we'll we'll break it down a little bit, because um, we'll, we'll get into takeaways and everything, but... Before we get into anything, and the, this is kind of my last jab, or unless other shit comes up, fuck every single person who said the Suns had a better team. Because oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, we're retarded. Like, no. Your head was so far up your fucking ass, you were almost seeing out the other side, man. Like, there were so, so many people that ho- like hopped on that shit. hype train as if they were going to fucking kill them. And I didn't understand what? it. No like chance. so many people okay. were saying Suns for like, the Sun, the, the Suns, the Suns would not have beaten any team that came out of the East. The Suns would not have beaten Brooklyn. The Suns did not beat Milwaukee, and the Suns would not have beaten Philadelphia. No, no listen, chance. Listen, like had had Phoenix beaten a fully healthy Lakers squad, which look I could have seen them doing. The Lakers are maybe squad with some underperforming role players. You know, LeBron can only do so much. Um. But I don't think they beat the Clippers. I don't think they beat a fully healthy Nuggets team. Um, At least they don't sweep and, them. And everyone, yeah, no. And everyone says, oh, like, they've beaten legitimate teams. But they've beaten fractions of these legitimate teams. They've beaten, like, half of, like, legitimate yes. teams. DeAndre Ayton came out and proved himself as a legitimate center against... Against shit uh, teams. N- Nicholas Batum. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, Nick- Nicholas Batum. And Nicholas Batum. My bad, my bad. And, I always do that. And, and Vika Zubach. Zubach. And fucking, like... They beat... They Zubach, the, the games that like, the Clippers won, Zubach played. Zubach didn't even play in the games they lost. He played in one that they lost. So well, the Clippers the Clippers beat the number one seed Jazz without Zubach. Like, they said, go take a seat. We got yeah. this, bud. And they went and beat them. And I Without Serge Ibaka, like, too. We, well, we gotta exactly. remember that. And listen, I know I'm not like I know I'm the statistician, but I don't need to bring up stats to tell you that the Phoenix Suns were one of the most illegitimate finals teams to ever get there. I think ever. I I think they are yeah. that most illegitimate team ever because you didn't see it and in look, the 80s and the 90s. And look, as much as because team, there was fucking not. black Jesus tearing yeah. through people. They're not a they're not a bad team. But I'm telling you, in a fully like 82 games, we turn off injuries or whatever. Yeah, we're, no, we're, they're yeah. a fifth the seed Suns, at best. They're at a fifth best. seed. Yeah, I, I don't even playing, think they're playing for home court advantage. Like, and I would say the same thing about the Utah Jazz. They're a five six team right. at best. And you know I, I think is? Utah is a better is? team. I keep, but I keep saying it, and I'm I'm sorry to cut you off Brent, again, Brent. But we've talked because we have talked about it before, and we we did get into long discussions about it when we talked about who the legitimate contenders were. And we talked about how regular season basketball does not matter. And that is your point in case right here. And that the Milwaukee Bucks had their worst season under Mike Budenholzer that they have in the three years with him as coach and went on to play their best playoff basketball under Mike Budenholzer. And yeah, they had some different personnel, but the Phoenix Suns went out there and hauled ass all regular season, beat up on these teams that, yeah, they should have beaten, but beat up on good teams as well earned the second seed, earned it, but then went and when they finally met a legitimate battle-tested playoff team that was fully capable of beating them, they got their asses handed to them in six yeah, games. It, but they got, they got totally walked. And the first two games yeah. they won were at home in a finals where there was one player that had finals experience. That was it. Oh, no. 
And and the best player on their team had a hyperextended knee not even a week ago. Exactly. See, in my opinion, I think that if the first two games were in Milwaukee, they could have swept them. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I think home court advantage for those teams, especially in those crowds. like At least in five. I mean, the games in Phoenix were definitely a little bit closer. But at the same time, like, it's hard to win on the road. And I think that that, like, it's hard to win on the road. It's harder than it is to win. But my, at home. my point: those first two games, I think Milwaukee wins them. They're in the they're in their prime mode, like they're ready to go, going into the Phoenix Suns building. And I think they take at least one of those games, and then they finish it in Milwaukee. I think in five. The thing, the thing I love because you talk about like the home crowd factor. The thing I love about small market teams, and this is one of my take, like this is one of my takeaways. We'll get to some of the takeaways in a little bit, but small like small market teams have the best fans and i, I we agree totally jazz, we talked to this utah jazz guy about how he thought like jazz fans were hated on and got a bad rap and maybe that's from like some big market teams or teams that like get a lot of media coverage maybe say that but like look teams like utah and phoenix and milwaukee where there's not a lot else going on or not a lot of media coverage like these guys especially not in milwaukee with aaron Rodgers yeah. and Devonte adams leaving Shut the politely shut the fuck up. Politely shut the fuck up. You have your giant. You have your giant hat on. You're gonna like point. Dude, I wear my Giants hat everywhere. But yes, yes. Hot hot take. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are both coming to the Giants. Yeah. Hot take. Luke had more Miller lights than I did tonight, and he doesn't even have any in his house. I will. I. You are buying me a two four if that happens. I'm just letting you know. Uh. Yeah. Okay. I. I'll actually agree. I will agree to that. But um. Anyways, the home crowd. You just like, took a those... bat with no benefit. Exactly. That's why I went like this. <laughs> it, it's not gonna happen though. Like because not, it's I'm not. not it's it's realistically it's no. not gonna happen. I know, but, but like on the off chance it does, Luke doesn't yeah. lose anything. I'll, exactly. I'll, hap- I'll happily. Play I'll gain two things. I'll, I'll gain us. I will gain a much better football, football team, team. Wa- a much better football team to watch, and a free two for Brendan. That would actually yeah. ended up. That would actually end up being thirty six because you owe me twelve. Do you want to yeah, do some yeah. quick math? If, do you want to just like compound the interest, Luke, and wait until that eventually happens someday, and then it you turns get into a, like four two thirty sixer? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, you get like two two fours. But no, the home crowd advantage for these small market teams, especially these inexperienced finals teams, meant so much. Totally, and that, that's why I think the Suns won those first two games. Like, I, I don't think that happens, yeah. and I don't think Milwaukee loses two games to the Suns if they've already won two games in the series because I feel like that home crowd factor is so much more important for that game one and game two than it is later in the series once you're more comfortable in the situation. You felt the team out. You didn't play the team a whole lot in the regular season because you're in a different conference. And I I think that the home crowd just means so much more in those first two games. And obviously that's why home court advantage is a thing, but that's why I think that is. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any – what are your takeaways from the finals? Just opinions, like what did you learn? What are your Fear takeaways? the deer. Fear the fucking deer, baby. Fear the deer. Giannis no, proved himself. We learned that Giannis can perform in playoff scenarios. I think, oh. in any, I think if you score 50 points in a finals game and have over 10 rebounds, like that's just – like not, not, not everyone does that. I'll rephrase it. I'll rephrase it. Because we know Giannis had playoff demons, as did most of that team. Giannis has now become a constant. 
You know what else? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what else I've that I've taken away from the finals? Drew Holiday has been underrated his entire career. That whole yeah. team, I would Drew say that Holiday. whole team. That whole team, but especially Drew Holiday. Yes. Especially yes. Drew Holiday. And you know what's you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Is that Drew Holiday had a great defensive season this year, but it's not like he hasn't been put in that position before where he's guarded the best players on teams. He's done that his almost his whole career. Totally. He and you put and you put him in those situations in the NBA finals, and he was taking the ball from Devin Booker yeah. and Chris Paul every chance he got. And you know what? He's I, a dog too on the offensive end, like with 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 the offensive that rebound, lob, that dirty lob he tossed to Giannis well, over yeah, two yeah, guys. Yeah, like, that I'm was not even a, talking was about gutty. scoring and passing. I'm talking about doing the dirty work, jumping up over fucking yeah. over the fucking big men and getting rebounds against Aiton, getting Dude, rebounds I, against Crowder. Like that, you'd he, see him like not, swing in from behind the fucking arc and be jumping up for rebounds and exactly. Shit. Like, and Drew Holiday is fucking, not that tall. The, Drew Holiday is for real. Drew Holiday. The is Milwaukee Bucks rebounded almost. 40% of their offensive rebound chances throughout the entire that's series. That's fucking Which is And not, let me tell you, that's the, crazy. and let me tell you, Brooke Lopez averaged 20, almost 26 minutes per game in the series. So when you imagine that it's Giannis Antetokounmpo and PJ Tucker at your forward spots trying to gra- crash the offensive glass, and you have DeAndre fucking Ayton who can't out rebound Giannis and PJ Tucker, that says something about the will to win. And it says something about the effort that's being given. And totally. that's when it comes to say that, like, this, and this is one of my other takeaways, is, and it was kind of about Giannis as well, is there's nothing the Suns could have done. But there is nothing. I don't think there's much of anything. If you're out there and you're working harder than someone else, there's not much you can do other than work harder. And the Suns couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't do that. They had six games. And you know what? Unfortunately, they couldn't do it for four of them. Um, so that's, that's why I think like, should PJ Tucker be out rebounding even Jay Crowder or, or DeAndre Ayton? Hell Probably no. not. He, he's a oh. dog. He is a dog. I, I do like PJ yeah. Tucker just for that sense, but I think the guy's yeah. rated to 74 and 2k. Like he's not a great yeah. player by any means. No. Um, the, the bucks will now finally, and this kind of brings it back to the point. Finally, get the credit they deserve as the most complete team in the NBA, and it's not close. Yeah, Agreed. they have everything that they need. Are they are they the best team in the NBA? I don't think no. They wouldn't. I don't think you beat a healthy Brooklyn squad. Um, I can't wait to see that matchup if that happens next year. That's I'm sure it will. Fun. I'd be shocked if it didn't. I would love to see Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden out with a vengeance against that squad, and I would love to see how they try and stop Giannis. Because I don't think they'll get the I don't think they'll get a center so, or I don't think they'll get anyone capable of stopping him. So th- this is my I have a question about that for you guys. Is this the rise of the Eastern Conference that we haven't really seen? No, in- no. No. no, not a chance. You don't think so? You no. don't think that, how, I, because how as much as I love as much as I love that the Bucks you're you're saying is this like this start of the Eastern Conference being better than the Western Conference. That's what or at least be, not being better necessarily, but be, like getting to the same level. Because we've always hated on the East. And I, I think in the like, next 10 years, the Eastern Conference could win 5 out of 10 chips. I, I think that the Eastern Conference is showing us that they're moving in that direction. But I think when you still have the majority of the super teams in the West, once everyone's healthy, it's, it's still not even going to be close. You know what I mean? Because like you take the three best teams in the in the East, in my opinion, are Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. Any yes, any debates totally. in that? Any debates no. in that? 
And then, in my opinion, the three best teams I might in the say West. Toronto, but in the so, so in my right? opinion, the three best teams in the West, barring injuries, are the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Barring it, barring any injury, I would say the Lakers, the Clippers, the and the Suns, Nuggets. I think okay. the Suns would be my fourth. Like okay, so 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 listen, so listen, so those six teams. I'd say the Warriors, all healthy, got to be in there. Okay, well, just for the I sake of the argument, take take take, take take those six teams and get rid of them. Which one's more competitive? Which ones has the better teams? Out of, well, I think I'm Brooklyn's sorry, the, the best out of, team. Out of the East and the West. Take the top three Brooklyn. teams from each conference out, and who is the who yeah. has the more competitive? Oh, the West. oh, oh no, exactly. totally, totally, exactly. But when I'm talking, when I'm saying that, I mean like with the top three teams, does the East win? Five out of ten chips, or four out of ten chips, or well, six out I don't, of ten. I don't. Chips. I don't think. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets measure the total quality of the Eastern Conference. If you know what I mean. Yeah. That's like, not what I I'm think... saying at all. I, I, if, you're ask, if you're asking me, if you if in the next ten years you think that the Eastern Conference is going to win more chips than the Western Conference, I would have to say no. Even given the current situation, I would have to say no. But you never I, know. I a lot can change in ten years. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like a lot can change in ten. Well, years. totally, but. We look at even we look at like the top three, and I and I argue Brooklyn, Milwaukee, the team that just won the championship, and Philadelphia are they better than the LAs and the Nuggets? Right now, given recency bias, I'd have to say the abilities of the Bucks and the Nets outweigh the outweigh the LA teams right now, and yeah. I think. So I think I think the top three, in my opinion, in the East are currently better than the West. But that again, that doesn't account for the whole conference. And we, in, I know championships are a, are can be sort it's of a, a measuring stick. Yeah, it can be measuring. When we look at fifteen teams in each conference, we have to look at it at like on the other side too. Like Orlando, those teams are. No, I to- I totally do side. agree with you that yes. that when it comes I think down in to terms it, the west of overall, is deeper 15 teams yes 15 teams the west is better than the east do i yes, think i totally agree some, with that but that it, that's not me going to say like oh the top 3 championship contenders come from the west because that's not true i just think when we're talking about is this the rise of the eastern conference in terms of um when you say in terms of championships maybe because there's a team out there in brooklyn who might win a few um but are we talking about the Eastern Conference being the more dominant conference and beating up on West teams? No, I don't think that's going to happen yet. It might happen soon. I don't think it's going to happen yet. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But I what I was talking about was more for like a 10-year span, we kind of saw the West just absolutely dominate the East in playoffs. And... I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that that might not happen. Other than obviously LeBron's Cavs yeah. and Heat, it's it's hard to say because I think and I think this is the way the NBA is going. We won't really be able to tell which conference is the most dominant until we see teams reseeded from one through sixteen in the playoffs. Yeah, totally. Because that that'll be interesting to see. Because yeah, I think that I think that's definitely going to be a way the NBA goes. Um, just to put more merit into the regular season and create more pe- competitive basketball. Totally. Because then your, your one through eights necessarily don't matter as much, and but you're playing to play the 16th best team in the NBA and not, say, if you're in the West, 
you're not playing the eighth best team in the West, who, yeah. which we saw was the Grizzlies, but pushed the Jazz to five or six. Like, another thing I just thought of is like, look at the draft order. Like, of the top five picks, I'm pretty sure they're all Eastern Conference teams. Other than the wait, no, the Warriors have number seven. So, like, yeah, the Warriors, the Warriors have seven. Um, it's Houston's got two. Right, sorry, Houston has two. Um, Orlando has OKC has. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't I'm know, pretty but, sure of the of the top five picks. I think the only one that's in the West is Houston. Yeah, because Orlando has that's, that Orlando is a lottery though. Eight. And Toronto has yeah, but it's but it's based off the worst teams in the NBA though. But it's based on the worst teams in the NBA. No, I know, but it's still it's still not ordered in that worst to best. It's still a lottery. It's, yeah, it's, but it's yeah. you take the no, worst no, teams and then lottery. Like, we, had the but, like, we had the Raptors jump up. Like, yeah, yeah, fair. I don't know. The Raptors are pretty um, shit this year. Like I get I get what you're saying, but the Raptors aren't a bottom four team and they have a top four pick. Fair enough. Uh, I think we're gonna see. We're going to see the rise. Well, not only that, the rise of the small market team, the NBA is real. Small market teams will no longer, I don't think they're going to struggle as much. No. Because it's more, players are more interested in winning championships at this point now um, than going, and some people are. Some people want to go to the glitzy markets, but I think they're more interested in winning championships. And I think now we've seen small market teams go up against these big market teams and feel encouraged they can do it. And are going to be more aggressive in doing so, totally. because we've seen we've seen Milwaukee we've seen Milwaukee do it, and now they're they're an NBA champion. We've seen we saw Toronto do it, and I know like Toronto, relative to other American markets, isn't as big of a market um, or destination, um, but we saw them, you know, consistently winning and took a chance on their core and acquired Kawhi and won. They rolled the dice, and really, I think if I think if I don't think the Raptors could have done more. I think Kawhi just wanted to go home, and that's why Kawhi left more than anything. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing, well, too. There, is, wasn't there that offer out there that, like, they could have traded a bunch of stuff for Paul George and Kawhi would have stayed? Like, there was that rumor? It was, like, Russell Westbrook and Paul George for, like, Siakam, Lowry, and, like, a bunch of picks, I think. I don't know. I would it, I as, a, as a Raptors that would be awesome. That would be that really be the greatest team. Awesome. That would probably be the greatest team the Raptors have ever had. That would be oh, so cool. Far away, far away. That would be crazy. Um, yeah, and I think we we even saw it on a smaller scale with Phoenix this year, and a team that was ready to take the leap and took a chance in Chris Paul. And I think it's hard to see why. Um, I think it's hard to see why he wouldn't stay. To be honest with you, now. Because his goal, his whole goal is chasing rings, and unless he wants to go back to LA, there's probably not much of a better opportunity for him out there than Phoenix. See, personally, I think he could probably find a team that's not not LA, but, where he might have a better chance of winning. But a team that's gonna like go out there and get him, or give up what it takes to get him, and and that like pay up, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you got to pay this 36 year old point guard money, and not only that, but now this 36 year old point guard who has a proven resume of you know, and, and as much choking as it isn't his fault, but yeah, yeah, choking because he had bad games, he had some horrible games, and that and that's, that's well, yeah, what it, that is what it comes down to. I mean, 
at the end of the day, I do think Chris Paul is a good player. I just, I don't really see him as a playoff performer as much as I might've, I, I never really did, to be honest. I, I've never been a Chris Paul fan. No. I just really don't like him now. And to be honest, I, I, I think somebody would take a chance on him that's like on the cusp, but I don't know who that would be, but I don't think it'll be the Lakers. I think Chris Paul has shown the ability to elevate teams that are on the verge, or he's shown the ability to elevate young players um, and make them better than a better product. Um, like, do I think the Phoenix Suns would be as successful without him? No, but I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be more successful now because of him, whether he's there or not. Yeah, I, I, I to one hundred and ten percent. Like, you, you can't say that he's yeah. not good for teams like that. Like, he, he's proven it numerous no. times. I just don't think he's a playoff performer, and I think that oh, if no. he wants to win a chip, he can't stay with the Suns. He's got to know that they're not good. I think he's got to know, but at the same time, like that's the closest he's come to. Um, come to a championship, and it's also probably the most appreciation he's gotten in a long time as a player. So I think that that has to mean something. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yes, and no. I I think it does, but at the same time, I I just to him, I don't. If he wants to win a championship, which I think is his ultimate goal, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be done by staying in Phoenix. I think I think you're right too. I just I just don't know how much winning that championship means to him rather than like going to an LA like going to an LA and getting scrutinized or something. I don't know what he wants to deal with. Or what No, totally. I'm just make in order to win. Yes, I I agree. I just think at at some point if he wants to win a championship, which he has I don't think he said it, but we assume that's his goal. He hasn't won one yet. It's one of the top 10 greatest point guards of all time. Like he he's got to go to a contender, and I'm sorry, the Suns are not one. No, they next year injury barring injuries, I don't think they're gonna be. They're not gonna be an A list tier one contender. I don't. I think you're right there. Yeah, I, you know what? I I know you're right there. They're not. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I will have to kind of wait and see on that one. But um, I. I guess my last my last question is to you guys quickly um, is that and this is kind of why I said fuck you to everyone else who who didn't see this coming is that no one saw this coming and I want to say no one saw this coming except maybe Luke and I and Brent I'll throw you in there too because you you did say that the Bucks were gonna win why why the fuck did no one see this coming well because they play because they played against the Brooklyn Nets. Because the second that they got a mad, the second that people knew that they were going to have, I to think go he was talking about while they were playing. The them off. No, oh, well, like that. no, 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 not even that. We can say we can say that because that's why I said maybe not, maybe I not think, Brent so much. Um, I think that it, it was a no mix. See this coming? I think it was a mix of people always have thought the Bucks have the, the Bucks have traditionally not been great in the playoffs, and they've had a little bit of a playoff like 
uh, monkey on their back. And I think that was part yeah. of it. And I think it was also part of it that when the thing came out and they said people, they were going to have to go through Brooklyn, everyone was all like, well, no one's beating Brooklyn. So Milwaukee's doesn't have a fucking chance. And then I think oh, when they beat, and then I think when they beat Brooklyn, then it was like, oh, okay, the Bucks are oh, picking up steam here. Well, and then they and had then, to play the Hawks. And yeah. And, and then, yeah, and, and then was... when, and then when the Clipper, and then when Kawhi went out and the Clippers lost, everyone was like, I think everyone, I think was like, okay. I, I went except for Phoenix fans were like, yeah, okay. It's over. But there was a lot of people that still I took think, Phoenix that weren't no, Phoenix. Yeah, fans. like a lot of a lot of experts. I'll call them ex. I'll call them experts um, because that's what they do for a living. Um, predicted that the Suns would win that series, um, and I don't know if that was what the assumption Giannis was going to play or not. Um, but with the word coming out that Giannis was going to play in a potential Game Seven against the Hawks, you have to imagine that there was an idea that he was going to play in the finals no matter what. And ultimately, he ended up playing. Um, I think that was obviously the finals is a given. He's going to play if he if he absolutely can't play, he wouldn't play. But why? Like, you know, you have miles and miles away the best player in the series. As as much respect as Chris Paul deserves, he or Devin Booker, they're not they're not Giannis. They're not what is now the face of the league. No, they're they're not a top. They don't have a top three player in the league. No, and then again, only three a, teams do. Exactly. Yes, but that's what but I'm saying. For a, but for a, a franchise like in Milwaukee, like for people to go out and say, oh, yeah, like, you know, when they go say, oh, maybe Chris Paul, maybe Chris Paul is better than Drew Holiday. Maybe they have the advantage there. Or, hey, a guy in Devin Booker who is putting up similar numbers, well, better numbers than Chris Middleton, but on way worse efficiency and you know deandre ayton brooke lopez i get that but to say those two and deandre ayton's value over brooke lopez outweigh the backbone of the milwaukee bucks franchise is completely stupid because at the end of the day talent and top end talent outweighs just about everything else in the playoffs and what did they have they had probably the best defensive player in the nba this year in the playoffs at least drew holiday totally they had, in the playoffs for sure they had one of the most clutch shooters in crunch time in the entire nba in and Cash he Middleton. and he really proved that in the finals like he was yeah. lights out in the fourth quarter every single game so and for people who said Jesus. that guy's yeah and for Ooh. people who said Luke, Luke, Luke's passionate about this i'm glad he is <laughs> but a guy in chris Middleton who had Questions about his star status. Chris Middleton looked more. Awesome. I'm sorry. I hate to say this. You're going to hate me. But Chris Middleton looked more like Kobe than Booker did. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Because who made the shots when that's really needed to be made? Chris Middleton did. Who, yeah. scored, the, who scored the most fourth time points in the entire series and the postseason? Chris Middleton did. Who yeah. was his field goal? Per, his field goal percentage was off the fucking charts too. Yeah. Who single? Who set like the playoff record for fourth quarter points? Chris Middleton did. And I'm sorry, we I, as good as Devin Booker's postseason was, we didn't see him do that. We didn't no. see him play defense. We saw him fuck around. We saw him fuck around in the fourth quarter and lose them a couple really key possessions. Yeah. 
My whatever, but my favorite part of the entire finals day was when Giannis was getting interviewed and he looked over at Chris and just went, We did it, Chris. Chris, we did it, man. We did it, Chris. It was awesome. I fucking loved that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because those two went from two of the worst players in 2K to two of the best and NBA fucking champions. Um I guess we talked about we talked about Giannis and how he has now gotten the monkey off his back and very rightly so with the finals performance that he had. Do you guys have any opinion about where you want to rank Giannis's finals performance all time compared to others? I'm just going to say top five. I I, I don't want. Yeah. Top five in the league right now. No, no, his finals appearance performance. Oh, his finals performance all time. I'd probably put it at number five. Yeah. I'll read them off to you because I I want to put Giannis above 2016 LeBron so badly. Um, careful. I, careful. I can't, I can't. I can't find it in myself to piss you off to do that right now, Luke. So you're welcome. Um, we can do that but, in the off season if you want. Yeah, but Wayne Wade 2006 averaged 34.4, 34.7 points, 7.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 2.7 steals, and one block per game. I have him at number five. Um, that wasn't exactly a star sort of finals. His best teammate was Shaq, who was over the hill at that point. Um, but that was like a young Flash Wade coming into his own in the finals, and it was really great to see him elevate his game. I can't believe but he scored not... a fifty-one point game. Like that's just in, fucking crazy. In, game, in the Who's in, in, in the in the elimination game. Well, not for that. Giannis, but, like, Giannis, or yeah. Wade, Giannis. Giannis. Okay. We're talking about we're talking about like whole I'm talking about whole series right now. But yes, Giannis, I I won't I will argue right now with anyone that Giannis probably had the single greatest finals performance of all time. Con- considering the circumstance. The final game, yes. Yes, single like greatest single game finals performance of all time. I, you can't really argue with what he did. No. Um I number 4, I have 2000 I have 2000 Jack uh, that was when we had a young Kobe Bean Bryant average 15.7 points in the finals, and Shaq averaged 38 points and 16.7 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Easily the best version of Shaq we've ever seen, and frankly enough, the inspiration for number my number three, the 2021 version of Giannis with 35.2 points, 13.2 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.8 blocks, and 1.2 steals on 62% shooting. And I had to put it in there after suffering a hyperextended knee. Um, 2016 LeBron was my number two. I don't think we need to talk about that. It was pretty much a near triple-double, like 30 points, 11 and a half rebounds, 9 assists, 2.6 steals, 2.3 blocks. The only player ever to lead his team in all five major statistical categories in the finals. Like And come back from players. a 3-1 series lead in the finals. Against what was considered to be the greatest team of all time, I think yep. it's absolute bullshit, and we'll talk about that in the offseason. Um, because I think the next version of the Warriors in 2016 17 was actually better than the fucking 2014 15 team. Um, and then number one, I won't, you can't really argue this, and I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, the last time the Phoenix Suns were in an NBA Finals, there was a guy named Michael Jordan. Who actually yeah. played against them yep. and absolutely annihilated league MVP Charles Barkley for 41 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. 
and you will never <laughs> see another finals performance like that. And 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 I took that personally. Yep. And, and you I know took what? that personally. And in the game six, when they went to clinch it in Phoenix, Jordan scored 19 fourth quarter points and 16 points in a row to clinch that game. And I yeah. don't think you'll ever see a more clutch like as personally. clutch as Giannis was. That is clutch. Yeah, and he took it personally, and he went out there, and he hauled ass, and that's why Jordan gets my number one. Giannis will, was clutch in a you. different way. He was he was clutch on defense. Giannis, yes, I feel Giannis, a debate coming. No, I'm not going to say he, he was better or no. more clutch. I'm just saying Giannis was very very clutch in that series. Though. No, I think I think in terms of what needed to be done, like, and that's what we talk about. Clutch is like what needs to be done on both ends. Uh, Giannis, yeah. Fuck, Giannis came up and did exactly what he needed to on both ends. Totally. Um, the reason, but when it, but when it, but when it, but when, but when it came down to hitting shots in clutch time, it was Middleton, though. Yes, yes. Well, he's the and finisher, and the, he proved the reason, that in the first round against yes. the Heat. Totally. The reason. The reason what was your prediction for that too? series again? Just, just. Yeah, to, shut up. No, I just wanted. I forget. My mind just seemed to have slipped it. What was the? Okay. What was your you prediction? Have to understand where no, I was, I, was, I was just asking what no, your no, prediction no. was. Let's, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. The I wasn't trying to chirp. I was just asking. No, I know. You do have to understand where my prediction was coming from. The Heat yes. were in the NBA Finals the year before, and the Bucks do have did have a history of not being amazing and the in heat, the playoffs. The Heat had their number. Oh yeah, the Heat had their number, and I. You know what? I totally remember this. And Luke, I think you can back me up. I totally remember arguing with like someone on in the comments. I totally remember arguing. They're like, you're not seeing the point here about the Miami Heat. And I said, you're not seeing the point about, about the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. And I get to settle my vengeance because the Miami Heat feared the deer. Did they lose in four or five? They lost in four. four. They did lose the, in four. The, the Brooklyn they? Nets... The Brooklyn Nets now have to fear the deer. The Atlanta Hawks fear the deer. And you know who else fears the deer? The rest of the fucking NBA. That's why. Yeah. Do you know who fears Trey Young? Ben Simmons. Who's that? <laughs> just a little just a little jab for the Philly fans. Just a little, just a little jab jab. Every they've, episode. They've they've had they've had a yeah. tough day. They gave away way too much for two old defensemen, so I'm gonna give them. Yes. I'm just gonna. From, I'm just gonna turn the, the knife from the hockey side over that. Just but gonna yeah, turn the knife a little uh, bit. A little, a nice, a nice place to kind of, kind of end that sort of finals, finals playoffs. I would agree. Put that, put that all to bed. Is congratulations like nice little... to the Milwaukee Bucks. They, I was very happy. They deserved it, yeah. and and I think no asterisk. No asterisk. Yeah. No asterisks. The Fuck only the- arguable asterisk is the Brooklyn series. Fair enough, but I but I think Fair. that anyone and if it like it's a been the, a timeless it's been a ti- it's, it's been a timeless quote. If yeah. anyone was gonna beat Brooklyn, it was gonna be Milwaukee. It's, Milwaukee. it's the Milwaukee Bucks. And you know what? The champion was coming out of that series, and I'm totally. gonna say that totally, totally, 100%. yeah. Especially after Philly lost, definitely, and, and as, yes. especially after Kawhi went down, because I I do think that. Yeah, totally. have made some, made some, that would have yeah, been a that would have been an exciting series to see the, the full health Clippers against the Bucks. That would have been because we've seen Kawhi on Giannis before. Yeah, but then but then we Drew, Drew and but then Drew and uh, Middleton would have had more space, so you never really know, right? Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how Reggie played on Drew. Yeah, because PG would have covered Middleton. Obviously, it would. It, we'd probably be waiting for the next game. To be honest, they'd probably. Mm-hmm. I would. See, I could see that yeah. series going seven. 
I, I love I, I love think, that Clippers team. I, I thought they were going okay. to win. Okay, let, let me say this first. Let me say this first. Um, you said you'd be interested to see how Reggie plays on Drew Holiday. Is Reggie a better offensive player than CP3? No, I, I wasn't no. saying that he'd is, do is well. Reggie, okay, I just would okay. have been interested to see how that played out because that would have been like how, how Reggie's postseason because he had a good postseason, but yeah. how that would have fared up against Drew Holiday. Yeah. And it, think, it would have been fun to watch, I think, because that would have been the mismatch. Yeah. The the defensive Megatron of Drew Holiday would have swallowed the fuck out of him. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think Reggie would be playing a whole lot. I don't think he would be holding the ball that often, to be honest with you. No, and honestly, I think Drew Holiday would – I don't know. I don't know where Drew Holiday would be if they tried. He'd have to, to be on PG, PG maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe we'll get into that next year, next kind of before next season, if we ever do, if we look at a preview and then when we actually nail down our predictions or something. So we can. Yeah. No, no, totally. I I just, I think that series would have been a lot more fun than the Sun series. And I didn't like seeing this. I, I honestly, I said it at the start of the series, this wasn't going to be a fun series. And I really don't think it was. I think Giannis made it it kind of fun. fun, I think Giannis made it fun. I like it a lot. That was. No, that was the most engaged I've been since the Raptors final. I know that was only like two years ago, but that is the most engaged I've been in an NBA finals in, in a long time, aside from the Raptors. Because, look, Warriors cast like, that's great. Well, you, yeah. you're a Lakers oh, fan. Yeah, you, yeah, you can take yeah, your Mickey yeah. routes ring. Actually, honestly, um, honestly, I'd say probably 2009. I was more hyped than last year. But last year, I was still pretty hyped. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, any other news going around the league back that you want to bring up? Yeah, actually, I guess that's a that's a good thing to talk about. Um, just some rumor mill stuff. Uh, the Warriors want to make Bradley Beal a top priority if he becomes available. Uh, Jesus, Steph, I would be Steph, gross. That's Steph Clay and Dre have told GM Bob Myers that they want the team to use his two upcoming lottery picks, seven and fourteen in this draft to add a player capable of helping them win a championship. Bradley Beal would certainly be that guy. Yeah, uh, but I I don't see I thought them they were moving. targeting Dame too. No. I don't see them yes, moving. And that's, that was the next thing is they will also go after Damian Lewis should he want out of Portland. I, I still don't see either of those guys coming to Golden State without Clay leaving. I don't see it happening. Or, yeah, just I don't think you trade Dre. Like frankly, I don't think Dre really excels. Dre doesn't have a lot. State. Like I don't. He's never played for another team, has no. he? No. Like, no I don't. No, I think. I think Dre would be. Through. I think that Dre would be too much of a gamble for those two solid superstar yep. NBA players. I think that it would have to at least involve Clay. I don't probably two more players and then probably some draft picks. Too. I was. Uh, I, I, I was think playing. you're undervaluing Clay a little bit. Would undervaluing? Undervaluing Clay. What? How am I under? I'm saying that they would not. I'm saying that the, the the team trading the superstar would not make a trade that didn't involve Clay. No, I know, That's but I don't I'm think saying. they'd get two other players and draft picks. Maybe for for, Dame, for Damian Lillard. Yes, not they for Beal. Lord. Not for I mean I, uh, for Beal. I don't know. Beal's been a two like All NBA last. I don't year. know. I, I would. I would at least. Three. I would at least give away. Clay and I would at least not trade for anything less than Clay, another guy, and two draft picks for Bradley Beal. Yeah. Who that uh, other guy is, I don't really know, but no, I would not be giving Bradley Beal away for anything less than that. And I would still try is, to milk another player or draft pick out of it. I was going to say, too, like, I don't know if um, what other players you can bring in to the Warriors. I'm thinking players available right now. 
like that would elevate them to a champ, a, you know, a tier one championship contender. They could use an elite big man, but Ben Simmons, Ben no. Simmons, Ben Simmons. Actually, I know I'm not. I that I'm could not, work. Actually, actually. actually he would he would you. quit. He would quit the NBA if they made him play center. He would quit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. No, because honestly, he would go play in Australia or something, and he would st- he would be like the Jeremy Lin of Australia. Like he would probably be the most popular player he, and make he'd go, cash. He'd go to the Australian version of the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, no, legitimately, he probably <laughs> would. He's like, fuck this, I don't want to play center. Yeah, in an Aussie accent or whatever. Uh, Does he even have an Aussie before- accent? I think somewhat. A little bit, not really, but like a little bit. No, because he's been in America like long enough that he really fair enough at this point. Uh, The Portland Trailblazers have been rejecting offers of first round picks for CJ McCollum as they intend to compete for a championship next year and hope and hope to add veteran talent. Uh, Lillard said he doesn't disagree that maybe new head coach Chauncey Bills can change the team and make them better, but he feels that the roster doesn't scream championship contender. Um. I think I think Portland's another team for me. It's a small market team that has screamed consistently successful for a while, but is they need to gamble. They need to take a big gamble, and they need to go out and get like a. They need to go out and get a big player. They need. To they go got to do a, what like, the Raptors did with Kawhi. Yes, yes, exactly. They and then they need a lot of postseason luck too. Yeah, but again, they're not. They're not getting a star player without giving up CJ, unless they're like in the last year of their career and the team's trying yeah. to get as much as they can for them. But well, I don't see like who's 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 well, whose contracts well, are up next thing, year. Right? Uh, like, no, like who's the la- like who's who's on the who's on the last year of their contracts this this coming season? A lot uh, of players. I, I Kawhi. No, Kawhi's on the last year of his contract this year. He's a free agent. Yeah, this year. he's a free agent. Um. No one cares because they know he's going to resign. But like, I LeBron, LeBron is a player. Steph? Like LeBron is a player option. Steph is a player option. Yes. Um, LeBron resigned when AD did. did Beal, Beal's, Beal's going into the last year of his contract. Um, other than that, I can't name you other guys right now. Um, but I know there would be. We we've done a we did a free agent list. There, there's a bunch of guys like there's for, like for this season, lower for this level guys free agent for this free agency. Right, we haven't done that. We haven't done next year. Right. Next yes. Year. But yes. if they're contending for a championship this season, they need to get someone now. Yes, but someone that has one more year that isn't. Yes, you brought, they, up, you brought, up, the Rap, you brought up the Raptors. Yeah, Kawhi trade. Thing, so I was yeah, just interested right, to right. know who would have yes. been like who's on the last year yeah, of their contract. Right. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. They. And you know what? Kawhi is. Kawhi is good a fit as he is for anyone. Kawhi is a good fit for the Blazers because that's exactly what they need. Yeah. Um, he's just not the Blazers. I that would be nasty. That would be nasty. That would be my personal favorite. My personal favorite is if they could hang, depending on what they could hang on to, it would be Colonel Anthony Towns. That would be my next. That would be my second yeah. favorite. I don't personally see that happening. He's a pussy, man. man. He's like, yeah. I don't like Carl. I don't like Cat that much, man. Like, he's. Like he's a good player, know, obviously. Like he's an NBA player, yeah. but like he just, but like he Minnesota, Minnesota, Mi- me. Minnesota has ruined him. I think there's one of two yeah. ways it goes with Cat. He either gets out of Minnesota and does really well, or he goes absolutely in the garbage. I don't know. I think 
I think it's more like a Devin Booker type thing where he puts up the numbers, but it doesn't matter because he's meaningless basketball. Meaningless basketball. Yes, he's consistently playing meaningless basketball. So he won't kind of get the value that he deserves until he does that in a winning environment. In a winning environment. That's what I'm saying, and I'm saying if he goes to a winning environment, I don't know how well that would go for him because he is the guy for exactly, Minnesota. Yeah. And I, he seems he's like the only of, guy. So the, yeah, basically, what I'm saying is to try and like help him. Like, yeah, I, I just you know. I don't think go, him going anywhere with championship intentions. Yeah. I don't know if he'd be a good fit because I don't know if he would. I don't know how he would do with not oh. being the guy. I don't know if his personality. I mean, would I mean fit well with that. Yeah, a lot of players don't. Not, he's not never he's never played no. meaningful basketball in his career. He has never besides, played meaningful besides basketball. Besides, like the one postseason he played with when Jimmy was there, but like then again, right? Like um, Damian Lillard wouldn't be the guy to just cuss out Carl Cat, call him soft. Like I think he would excel in that situation, and that would be Maybe. easily the best pick and roll duo in the league. That'd be the best pick and pop duo in the league right there with Damian Lillard yeah. and Cat. That'd be disgusting, but um. But yeah, no, I think Jimmy Butler's a bad example if we're going to talk about how he's playing when he's not the guy, because Jimmy was the guy, but Jimmy was also an asshole and someone who doesn't get along with every teammate he plays with. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That was just one that I had interest in, and that yeah. maybe I'd be pretty excited if, if it did it, happen. It would be fun to watch. It's just I don't, I don't personally know yeah. if it would work, is my point. No. Yeah. Uh, the New York Knicks have extended GM Scott Perry for an additional two years after he oversaw the drafting development of R.J. Barrett, as well as the team-friendly signing of Julius Randle to a three-year, $60.1 million deal. Uh, not too much to come from that. It's just nice that the Knicks are having Good a semblance move. of success. Yeah. yeah. A semblance it looks like they, were, they were happy with how the season went this year, and they're trying to carry that forward. Yep. They're far uh, from being contenders, this- but... Getting back to the T-Wolves a little bit. Uh, the sale of the T-Wolves has been formally approved to e-commerce businessman Mark Lore and former New York Yankee Alex Rodriguez. Uh, the first part <laughs> is, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is going to have to do some... They're going to be taking a lot of drugs, and Anthony Edwards is going to have to figure out who Alex Rodriguez is. Uh, <laughs> the first part of the transfer and shares has begun with a 20% stake being transferred to the two of them. Uh, with options for each of them to pur- purchase an additional 20% in 2022 and 2023. So they are going to kind of co-own this thing. Um, obviously, like A-Rod, like, you know, lost a lot of money because, you know. Dude, drugs. A-Rod, A-Rod's going to go to practice. <laughs> it's yeah. like, teach me how to A-Rod, play. A-Rod's going to walk into, like, the, the trainer's room or whatever. Like, hey, I got the secret sauce for the To players. give you an idea, he just bought a basketball team, and the first headline that comes up when you look up A-Rod is literally Alex Rodriguez slides into single life with a bevy of bikini-clad <laughs> women. So That's amazing. So, yeah, well, so I mean, least, this guy's got other stuff going on in his life, yeah. clearly. At least the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to get some headlines now. It might not be yeah. for the right reasons. He'll be but for their general manager. Be for their general manager. Yeah. Alex Rodriguez slides back into single life on yacht in France. Nice. <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves are everyone. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, Luke, have begun to draw up their offseason plans for the point guard, the first item on their list. Both Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are being considered in trade scenarios. Good, bad. 
Uh, you know what? I think both of those guys, if they get signed to the Lakers, will fit them really well. I think if Russ can figure out how to shoot a little bit better than he's been shooting, I think that would be – I'd prefer CP. Like, no no thing against yeah. Russ. He just – we need a little bit more shooting than Russ can provide. But I think that yeah. those would two, those are two very viable candidates. I don't think that's the only moves that the Lakers are going to make. I think that – I think they've got a lot – I think they've got a lot under the – they got a lot they've to got, do. They've got they've Genie Bus has a lot going on in her head, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna make some interesting moves this offseason. She she gonna hit up Alex Rodriguez at the owners' meetings. Yeah, probably. It's like if if I do this, will you trade us cat for KCP? <laughs> <laughs> if I help you get over J Lo, will you uh you know, wow. Okay, I'm not talking <laughs> shit. About, <laughs> no, not, not talking shit about my favorite team's general ma- or owner, I guess. But yeah, I would. Lo- I, would uh, I honestly, if I were her, I'd probably do that. That would be a championship. That would be yeah, championships. There you, there you go, and a bridge in the future. So, I mean, their um, their nick their nicknames have the same amount of letters. So, like, <laughs> a rod, a rod busts. <laughs> Plum, um, you're like a- you're like a rod without the baseball. <laughs> I I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not, but I'm going to. I know you I, are. That's why I said it. <laughs> Following up with Lakers news, Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry have expressed interest in joining. I saw Lakers. that. I saw that. Imagine, Is dude, how pissed will you? Make you how, happy? It makes me happy purely to the point because if that ends up happening and Kyle Lowry and DeRozan win a ring together on my team and not yours. So oh, listen, that, listen, that would be listen, fucking awesome. Listen, listen, Kyle Lowry, like think about this starting five, Kyle Lowry, DeMar. And, and I don't think they could both happen, but like Kyle Lowry, DeMar, LeBron, AD, and Marcus all like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they win the chip. That's like, that's the guy that the Raptors like trade AD for Kawhi. The Raptors. Historically, the Raptors have been calling Daddy for, like, years. Like, they call him, like, Daddy LeBron and shit. LeBronto. Um, and LeBron- he goes and takes LeBronto. He takes him to a championship. Like, Dude, oh I remember God. when he was – I remember when he was, like – both when he was leaving Miami and when he was leaving Cleveland, people were like, he's coming to Toronto, man. He's, that, Toronto he's fans coming. do that with everyone. They literally did it with Giannis. We'll do it with everyone. That's because Toronto fans are under the assumption that they're like the Maple Leafs and that they're the do-all and be-all of their sport. And then they realize, oh, hey, like this Toronto Raptors team isn't exactly entrenched in basketball history. And then LeBron goes and hits the floater over OG Ananobi in game one of the 2000, whatever. Every year, every year from 2011 to like 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every year. Yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, the Raptors yep. win a game, and LeBron's going to the finals. Yeah. Oh, hey, the Raptors, the Raptors, like, lost two games in a row. Oh, my gosh, the Raptors are tied 2-2. Oh, wait, LeBron goes off. Didn't it go to game seven one year? No, it went to game six. Right. Game six. In Dude, Toronto, that too. Most, that was, like, that when. Was the most, it was the most irrelevant series ever because the Raptors won all the games by, like, a point or something, and Cleveland just would blow them out by, like, 30. No, literally, I remember like Le- LeBron giving his post game interview, and everyone was still at the ACC. We're like, "Let's go Raptors!" 
Yeah, because it was the Eastern Conference Finals in 2016. Yeah, and they went to six games. And LeBron, LeBron, after absolutely daddying them for like 35 points and 10 assists, was like, "Man, this crowd's electric, dude!" Like, listen to these fans. I just destroyed their team in front of them. Yeah, and you know they all hate me and shit, but like, let's make sure that they're not booing me. These are some great fans. Too bad they cheer for a shit team. Thanks, thanks, Ron. (laughs) Literally, literally. and I guess wrapping it up in uh, in not so surprising move, LeBron has become the first active player in NBA history to earn a billion dollars. Uh, not really surprising, but earned earned three hundred thirty million through his time in the NBA. He's also raked in seven hundred million in endorsements, including AT and T, Beats, Blaze Pizza, GMC, Pepsi, and Walmart. It's his lifetime deal Nike. Nike, and he hasn't even yeah, been paid for Space million. Jam yet. Nope. Not have either of you seen? Have either of you seen it yet? Not yet. No, I'm watching the. I'm gonna watch the original tonight. Because we, we should. I'm coming. I'm coming over. We, we should yeah. watch the second one. We should all. All four of us should get together. And How watch are it. you gonna watch the second one though? Like, what? I don't know. Where we'll find the second one, but we'll find it. We'll find it. I, I trust me. I can get the second one. We downloaded movies Actually, illegally. Back. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways. Oh wait, I can't say that. <laughs> I buy all our movies that we watch. Yeah, we go to Blockbuster and get our movies. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, one more announcement uh, before we end the show here. Uh, our four, The fourth member of our team, uh, Justin, will be going by the title Producer J from now on. Producer and- J. <laughs> He will still be on some episodes, but he will likely be behind the scenes for more than most of them. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll bring him on. Somebody from OCS says, Luke, that's an ugly ass. Well, guy. we're going to win the division this year because Jalen Hurts is fucking awful. So suck my dick because I know you're Jesse. Because I know 30, it's Jesse. Because I know it's Jesse. It's not Jesse. because Je- Oh, it's not Jesse? It can't be because Jesse knows. Uh, uh, Jesse doesn't follow NFL, really. Oh. Thirty touchdown passes. Well, you're looking at the you're looking at the logo, depending on how Daniel Jones plays, of the team that's going to win your division. So, depending on that you know, Jones. whoever whoever texted me that, whoever texted it to that, I want to make you bet fifty bucks. Daniel Jones throws more TDs than Jalen Hurts does this season. I'll put fifty <laughs> wow. bucks on it right now. I'll wow. put fifty bucks on it. That's yeah. And are you putting fifty dollars American? Because we have to we have to consider Yeah, the inflation. <laughs> inflation and the American dollar. So uh yeah. But the offers on the table, fifty bucks, Joe. Jaden Jones has more play- touchdown passes than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Door doors uh, open. So uh yeah, that that was our announcement about producer Jay. Um, <laughs> he's, he is going to totally milk the shit out of that name. Um, he's probably in his Tinder bio going to put producer Jay. Um, no, probably he probably will. Let's be honest, it's Justin. Um, it's and Jake. it's Jake. It's Jake Long. What's up? Jake? I told you it wasn't Jesse. Uh, it's Jake. I can't see it. Let me see it. It's Jake. I knew it. I, I knew it the minute he started talking about football. Danny All right, are Danny we making Petties. this? Danny Petties. <laughs> no, make the bet then. Make the I bet. Love that. I I'm love off- that. If if you hate yeah. Danny that he much, says, I'm offering says, you free fifty he bucks. Does, 
he says no. He says no to the bet because Danny Penny's blows. Um, but then doesn't have faith in his his quarterback in Jalen. Yeah, because Jalen Hurts, despite the better weaponry around him and the better offensive, I would say better offensive line. He doesn't want to bet the house on Jalen Hurts. No, I would say I would say that Daniel Jones has better receiver core. And Jalen Rieger, Devonta Smith. What are you gonna do if A Rod or Aaron Rodgers actually shows up? Come in my what pants. Am I gonna probably. do. To be 100% honest, I'll probably come in my pants. What do you mean? Shows up? Shows up where? Like, Dude, as long as it's not the Cowboys. As long as, as, as long as it's not the Cowboys, I'm fine with it. I hate the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah so. Well, that's, that's, that's everyone. They all hate each other in the division. And Fuck the Cowboys. That's all we got for today, guys. Uh, thanks for checking out the episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the uh, interview. Um, Jake Long says, I agree. Um, so yeah, uh, check out the rest of the shows on our network. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Flyers Alley, the Dusty Buttes, and I forgot to take off the premiering part, but uh, the Rumble Fumble, which has premiered, and uh, Beck is on that. So, what do you got going on there, Beck, with that? Um, basically, uh, yeah, so after. I guess it was two weeks ago. We had our first episode. We went to the quarterback room a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into the greatest of all time safety discussion. We're going to talk about some of the uh, the COVID stuff going on in the league right now with the new enforcing enforcement policy of the NFL. Um, that and I think, well, we're going to get into much more, but that's what I remember off the top of my head. I'll know more tomorrow when I prepare. But yeah, it's looking really good. So uh, if that's what you're into, tune in tomorrow. Uh, tune in Sunday at 1 p.m. And we'll have all things NFL for you on Rumble Fumble. Cool. And, yeah, check out the rest of the shows. I do still need to type up a banner for the rest of the shows. Um, We got uh, the Blue Line pre-show, which is our league-wide AHL show. The Dusty Buttes and uh, Dropping the Mice, which is on a hiatus right now. Um, so yeah, check them out. And, uh, our network is now sponsored by body check wellness. Um, check it out. I haven't made anything screen wise for that. Um, so you can check out flyers alley for the promo code and all that, but we will have that up for you guys starting next week. Thanks guys. And cheers. Cheers guys. Cheers boys.